there's a new name for Toyota in Lanarkshire. From one of the UK's biggest names in motor retail. Macklin Motors Toyota is now open in Hamilton. We're bringing you everything Toyota backed by first-class service. So come and view the stunning new Toyota range, all with up to 10 years warranty. Including the Igo Cross and the new Yaris Cross compact SUV. See our great choice of approved used Toyotas. Our formidable range of commercial vehicles, including the Hilux. Get expert servicing from our manufacturer-trained technicians. And specialist advice from our Motability team. Macklin Motors Toyota is open now at Whistlebury Road, Hamilton. The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com, your local friendly experts for new and used cars. Let's go! Paul Cooney here with Barry Ferguson and Mark Guidi. The weekend officially underway and we're just three sleeps away from Rangers against Celtic. We're on air from 12 on Monday. Barry Ferguson, John Hartson and myself and the game will be on and Barry just can't wait for it. This is a, a massive game for both clubs. Celtic, first of all, 12 in a row wins and over four for Rangers, but Celtic at the moment looking unstoppable. Yeah, I've got to be honest, they're, they're flying, Paul. Um, and I... That was the case during the week. Um, going to Easter Road, which is always a difficult place to get a result um, for Celtic to go and score four goals and, and not concede any. Um, they're, they're a team in, in great form just now. And Rangers know that. Um, and Rangers know what they need to do. They need to win the game, Paul. Um, you can't allow Celtic to get any further in front. Um, and if they win the game, that would be 12 points. And then I, I believe that would be a long four-month um, and even a draw I don't think is enough for Rangers so Rangers know they've got a tough task in front of them because at this moment in time Celtic are the form team but in saying that Rangers uh, the previous four games maximum points some decent performances but um, it'll be a massive test for, for Rangers come Monday Mark it's not often you get both sets of fans really looking forward to the game the Rangers fans four in a row wins under Michael Beale. Mm -hmm. It's at Ibrox. They know they have to win. And the Celtic fans feel that they're almost unstoppable at the moment. I think both ends of the city are really up for it. They are. They, and, uh, and I think there's, there's, a, there's a confidence in both sides. Well, probably maybe more so with, with Celtic that have been top of the table. That said, Paul, I think um, home advantage is, is massive now. I think, you know, whether it's 50,000 Rangers fans at Ibrox, it's 60,000 Celtic fans at Parkhead. I think that does give you a wee edge as you came out the tunnel <clears throat> at half past 12 um, and if you start well and the home fans are behind you but I think Celtic will go there feeling they can win the game they get a massive result at Ibrox um, last season um, I think the uh, just before the split and, and they won a goal behind and they won 2-1 in that uh, you know guaranteed them the, the title and Rangers were still in it you know had Rangers won that day but I think um, for us to have a title race Rangers need to win. They need to reduce the gap to six points. Um, I don't think it'll be a draw. I think it'll be a winner. So it's either going to Do go six. Yeah, yeah, I think it's going to go six um, or 12 um, come half past two on Monday afternoon. And you'll tell us which way that's going to be, six or 12. I'll, I'll tell you at 2.31 on Monday <laughs> afternoon. <laughs> Maybe at uh, 6.58 tonight you'll tell us. Barry, how are you feeling? Are you excited about it? What are you thinking? We're going yeah, to hear from Michael Beale today. We've got quite a bit from the Rangers manager. We've not yet heard today from Ange Postacoglu. How are you feeling? Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. You always look forward to these games, but I'm a bit nervy. Um, there's no doubt about it because, as Mark just mentioned, there's um, Rangers can't allow Celtic to go 12 in front. Um, and it's a must win game for me, um, for Rangers. No, no doubt in my mind about that. Um, I don't think a draw will do anything. Um, so Rangers know um, what they need to do. It's going to be a big 90 minutes. Every single player that Michael Beale picks 
need to bring their A game. Um, and as Mark says, the good thing about this, Rangers are at home. They've got 50-odd thousand fans behind them. I believe there's only, what, 700 yeah. Celtic fans. Um, so, yep, it's, that can work in your favour. Um, so, yep, always look forward to it, but I've always got a bit of nerves as, yeah. as well as you always do <laughs> leading, uh, leading into an old firm game. Barry Ferguson just said it's a must-win for Rangers. That's what the manager, Michael Beale, said today. We're at the halfway stage, so I don't know what Celtic's results are going to be in the next 19 games, but you would say how it's been up to now has been fantastic in any season, in any league, but certainly here in Scotland. If a team win 18 out of 19, you'd have to say they've had outstanding form. That is the fact. Ours has not been as strong, hence me being here. But since I've been here, it's been, it's been pretty good. Uh, what, what I don't want to do is hold back where we need to get to. I think we'll have feedback. It's the sternest test we can have. After the game, I'll know exactly the job that I have to get Rangers back on top. He was critical of his team the other night, Mark. He was obviously pre pleased to get the 3-0 win against Motherwell. <coughs> he said some things pleased him, but overall the performance good and needs to be better. Yeah, I mean, you know, one thing I think you get a, a fairly honest assessment yeah. from, from Michael Beale, who's the same at Pitordry. Um, you know, when they won under the dramatic circumstances with Scott Arfield, he says, you know, five out of ten for performance, ten out of ten for character. And, um, you know, I'm sure he's learned an awful lot. Uh, Paul, you know, he, he had a couple of weeks of training with them before they get into the games. They've played four, they've won four. Yeah, it's not been great at times, but no, it doesn't matter. You just go and win your games. The Rangers are struggling to win games. That's why, as he said there, that's why he's ended up in the job and Giovanni lost his job. But Monday <clears throat> is about going and winning. If you want to become champions, or certainly at this stage, if you want to make a title race of it, then you need to go and beat Celtic, particularly when it's at home. It's all there for them to go and do it. Um, but they are up against a, a hell of a good team. You know, Celtic are, are so good just now. Celtic were on fire on Thursday night, was it? I don't know what day it was. Barry, Wednesday night at Easter Road. That could have been a difficult one for them. The record wasn't good there, but they won 4-0. And how about the performance of Aaron Moyes? Come back from the World Cup with so much confidence. Got his first goal for Celtic and his second. Yeah, no, he was, he was great. And to be fair, he's been knocking on the door, score a goal. No, he's, been, uh, he's been pretty desperate. He's been a bit unlucky and um, he's been getting into those areas. And uh, I think for us, I said before, I think the World Cup was a really positive experience for all our lads there and you can see the benefits of that now with you know I think Aaron's come back really strong and days and obviously had all our players uh, cam as well um I think that helps them with their belief and uh I think both um you know as and and, and days and today were outstanding if you want to speak to Barry Ferguson Mark Weedy 0808 17 17 700 and how would you line up Rangers how would you start if you were the Celtic manager give us a call 0808 17 17 700 Aaron Moy, Barry, we'll ask for your Celtic team in a moment or two, but does he start? Well, he's, he's made a good case. Yeah. We, we obviously get a double at Easter Road. He is one of the players that I did know something about. As I spoke about Ange Postacoglu, there's quite a number of players that he signed that we, we didn't know much about, but obviously he's played at a high level down in the Premier League. Um, and one thing about him is he's, he's a clever football player. He, he's got good technical ability, good range of passing. Um, can get about the pitch and the only thing that he hadn't done since he came to Celtic was was um, hit the back of the net and um, he done that um, on Wednesday night against Tibbs a great strike and obviously a, a good penalty so yeah it will be interesting to see um, what midfield uh, three that Postacoglu goes with because um, obviously Hattati's been playing it right back because of injuries um, so we'll just need to wait and see on Monday. But Aaron Moy, for me, I mean, even speaking to Big Oz, Oz about him, he he couldn't speak highly enough of him. And when I've watched him, as I said, I like watching good football players 
manipulate the ball and that's one thing that Aaron Moy does He's given the manager a headache but one that he probably wants Who does he play? <clears throat> yeah, he's got um, four. I, I think Juranovic will come back but that said if he plays sticks with Hitati right back it kind of it takes away that problem selection in the middle of the park because the other three then just pick themselves you know obviously McGregor will play and it's um, you know two from three uh, Moy, Hitati, O'Reilly but if he puts Hitati in at right back you don't know what kind of frame of mind Juranovic is in with all this transfer speculation and stuff so you know maybe we'll just stick with Hitati Um but then, you know, you're going up against, you know, probably Rangers' most dangerous player and, and Ryan Kent, even though Ryan Kent comes in a bit, but if he wants to go down that left-hand side. Um, so, yeah, that's that's a kind of decision. But I think Postacoglu loves those kind of decisions, Paul. He he doesn't shut from anything like that. And yet, Barry, how could you leave out Juranovic? I know Hatati did brilliantly. <clears throat> Tony Rawson's probably going to be fit as well. But Juranovic, he must be so confident after coming third in the world. Yeah, but you can leave him out because he, he's not played for a couple of weeks. He'll well, not be match fit. Yeah, he's played yeah. in the World Cup, but listen, he's, he's still missed the last couple of weeks. So, um, don't be surprised if Hitati plays it right back. Because um, we, we we don't know the situation. Matt makes a good point. He, his head might be all over the place because you see every single day he's linked with a different club. I mean, he's, I, I say on Wednesday, his agent's obviously doing a very good job. <laughs> he did, yeah. um, so, it'll be interesting to see um, what, what team Postacoglu goes with. Um, but I, I don't think Juranovic will play. Okay, because for Juranovic, this might be his last chance to play in the biggest derby in the world. No, I mean, no matter where he goes, mm. he might not play in a game like this ever again. Yep, that's a good point you make. But um, his mind might be made up that he wants to go and and try something different. And there's no way Postacoglu would allow a player to play in a game like this if he thought his mind was elsewhere. Calls coming in 08 08 17 17 700 and lots of comments on the socials at Golf Football Show. We'll talk about the late great Pelly before our time but some people saying the world's greatest footballer. It was a different era but my goodness to win the World Cup three times is the only person and to be in a World Cup final Barry at 17 and score two goals is just yeah, phenomenal That's isn't the it? thing that jumped out at yeah. me. Obviously Pelly was before my time. I've only seen clips of him, obviously, as, as we're watching just now on, on Sky Sports yeah. and um, the amount of people that are, are talking about him, um, obviously from his generation, um, says he was a, an unbelievable football player. Um, so, but listen, it's sad, 82 years of age. He was an icon, there's no, yeah. no doubt about that. Um, and the clips that I've seen, some of the stuff he could do with a, a football was, was special. It was a different era, Mark, wasn't it? It was before yeah, yeah. our time, your time yeah. as well. But, and I mean, attackers, I mean, he was a number 10. He didn't say he wasn't an out and out striker, but he could do so much with the ball. But they were some of the tackles that he was subjected to yeah. were ferocious. Yep, and, and, and a thousand goals um, as well. Yep. I mean, I wonder where all the goals are. I don't know if they were counting training. Um, for, for some of them but, 1,279 um, goals Mark I mean, in 1,363 games ah, it's, it's, it's a uh, goal a game it's incredible yeah. I mean absolutely incredible as you say Paul <clears throat> uh, before our time but you only need to speak to people that, that played against him and, and for me there's no better opinion than of a footballer who's been on the pitch whether it was a teammate or an opponent and every one of them said Pelly was a, the best all time I think again it's like the one that we've had for the past 15 years, um, uh, Messi, Messi or Ronaldo. Yeah, sure. Well, it's not factual. It's opinion. No, Some course. people prefer Maradona to yeah. Pele of a, of a certain age and, and you can understand that as well. But um, certainly a, a genius, um, a role model um, for so many and just gave, gave football supporters so much all around the world.
Let's go on the phones just ahead of Monday's games. And of course, there's a few derbies. There's the other Glasgow derby as well, Queen's Park against Partick Thistle. We've also got the Edinburgh derby, derbies right around the country. But one man really keen on the Glasgow derby, the old firm derby, Sean, is on the line. Good evening, Sean. Yes, before we go anywhere, I would like to send my goings to um, Perry's family because I had a wee toast, I had a whiskey for the guy. I've never oh. seen, I've only seen, I've only seen DVDs of him, but sure. what a player he was. He probably is the best player of all time. No Messi, Ronaldo probably is Perry, but in that, in that debate and all, Ronaldo for me all day long, in, in my time. That's lovely. You had a wee whisker to Edson, Arantes, Donacimento. It's amazing, but... Sean, 82 years, it's a life, you know, well-lived, uh, amazing character. Yep. I actually met him very briefly at the Mexico World Cup after he'd retired. Ah, right. I met him, we were in the same hotel in uh, <laughs> Who have you know, mate? No, I did, honestly. I know, but I met 86, yeah. But he honestly, was retired by then. Someone, I was lucky, like, yeah. Uh, was, uh, what a life you've had. I know. But I never, I didn't <laughs> see him play. Paul, he, Paul, he, yeah. Go on. What was it like to, to actually meet? Because obviously we always uh, seen him on telly, but what was yeah. the... What, was, was he a comedy kind of guy? Or? No, but he was an absolute superstar. He was surrounded by the people from, you know, there was FIFA representatives, but we were actually in the same hotel, checked in at the same time, and he was, he just had an aura about him. He was phenomenal. The other person with the same aura when I first met him was Sean Connery. You knew this guy was a superstar. You know, it was right about the same time. So they were, at that time, what, what would he have been? About 50? So he was still, you know... Yeah, yeah. Fit man. Uh, he was just a, an absolute superstar. But they played in Scotland. I see Trune FC is where they, they trained. At Portland Park. Yeah. That they trained yeah. there ahead of the World Cup in England. And I see they had a, a message. Photos up he, he was a shareholder yeah. in Aberdeen. So, Ellie was. Yeah, he'd, he'd shares in Aberdeen. I don't know why, but he did. <laughs> All these stories that ah, come out. Brilliant. Yeah, and they trained at Rugby Park as well. Ah. So, but Trun, he, he loved Trun. So, uh, he was an absolute superstar. Um, yeah. So, Sean, who's going to be the superstar for you on Monday? What do you think? Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm nervous for uh, Sunday. Uh, I've got to say Sunday on Monday. Um, we actually we all forget the days, but the day of the week is. Don't it? worry, we're um, all the same. Yeah. Monday, uh, twelve thirty, I believe. Isn't That's it. it. Yeah. You have it, um, Sky, I'm... and also Go Radio. Remember, we've got Barry on and John Hartson, so get the telly on. And have us on. What are you thinking then? So the manager has said it's a must-win for Rangers. So let me ask you: anything less than a win, and is the is the league over? I think I'm ninety-nine percent the league's over the now. But if Rangers got uh, go any points, like three points, that the, there's a chance it's back on. But I can't really see it. But obviously, I would love to see Rangers getting a victory. But I've just I've not got I've not got a good feeling coming at this all from. I'm actually nervous. I actually think this could be a scary score Monday. Mm-hmm. I think the Celtic fans feel really confident, Mark. I mean, that's why I started on Celtic yeah. there's Nine <clears throat> points clear, yep. 12 in a row. Mm-hmm. I, you can understand why. You know, if, if Celtic aren't confident getting this game on Monday, they'll, they'll never be. Because, you know, 12 in a row. Uh, I watched them last Saturday at Parkhead against St. Johnson. And, and, and I know it's a word of views many, many times under uh, Ange Postacoglu, but it is so true. They are relentless. I mean, they do not stop. They absolutely don't stop. They keep going, whether they're three up, four up, five up, whatever it may be. Um, and I'm, I'm sure that's the way that they're going to start the game uh, on Monday. But And it's up to Rangers to to try and impose themselves. And that's what, you know, Barry will know better than us, just getting getting a grip of the middle of the park early on. You know, that's going to be going to be key to it. I think it'll be 3v3 um, in there and just who's going to get a grip of the ball and just put a marker down early doors. 
Let's get a wee bit from the manager before we go back to Barry and you, Sean. Let's get a bit more information. Here's where he's looking for improvements in his team. So in the back or the middle third, it's concerned me. In the final third, I want them to risk the ball and try things. I want Malik to go on his little dribbles. I want Ryan to be as expressive as ever. He's just in that middle to back third. Maybe it's a focus thing. I just felt at times the other night that uh, there was too many passing areas. I think when I look back, I think the team had sound like 87% passing accuracy, but it didn't feel like that. It didn't feel like that at all. I thought every player maybe had one or two unopposed passing errors and that does enable us to get rhythm. I've looked back at the goals in that game. The first goal come off of 12 passes. The second goal come off of 19. The goal at Ross County come off of 12. So there's an element of having control and then changing speed. James and Borna get really high. I've had success with that in the past. You see with the goal the other night where Borna is, it's important that we allow Borna to be Borna Barrisic. So in doing that, we have to know what the weaknesses are. And I think that's the area, that the grey area that we've got to improve on. Barry, what do you think about what the manager's saying? Yeah, I've, I've got to agree with him. I, watching the game against Motherwell, I thought the first 13 minutes up until Barisic put in a, let's be honest, that unbelievable cross for Morelos to score. I thought Rangers were really sloppy. And that was giving balls away. They were, they just, there was no rhythm. Um, once they got that goal, we kind of gave them a bit of confidence and they kicked in. But I can see signs the Rangers getting to where obviously Michael B wants them to get it. But it's going to take time. But you don't get much time up no. here. And, and they listen, can't start against Celtic the way no, they did. You, yeah. The way that Celtic play, Paul is they dominate for the first second they want to take control certainly what Mark mentioned the midfield they go and they dominate the ball so Rangers can't allow that to happen in Monday and that's why I think he'll make a subtle change in the in the middle of the park um, for the, the team selection against Celtic Monday Sean do you want to hear Barry's team so Barry yeah, what's your Rangers line up uh, McGregor in goals Tavernier Golston Ben Davies and Barisic um, Ryan Jack John Lindstrom, Glenn Kamara, mm -hmm. Tillman, Ryan Kent, and Morelos up top. Mark, would you <clears throat> disagree with any of Barry's no, I've, team? I've got the exact same, exact same team. Exact okay. same. But the only thing is just yeah. is, is Morelos is he is he fit? Yeah, is he he's okay? Fit. Yeah. He's fit. So yeah, I, I, you know, you get other options. Or you know, the only one I could say that 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 might come in somewhere, but I don't think so. Would would be Scott Arfield. But I think now. I think Scott Arfield's a really good impact player and nothing against him but I think and he accepts that because he's a really good professional he's no high maintenance he's no a mourner and like he did at Pataudry if need be if you need Scott Arfield for that 20-25 minutes then he'll give you something and he's got form hasn't he against yeah. Celtic coming on Sean what do you think of Barry and Mark's team the Rangers lineup? Yeah, it could be a chance, but I wouldn't be surprised if uh, Fastian Sakala plays instead of Morelos, just because with that wee injury going after. Obviously, you don't know if that's just mind games going out the whole firm, but I don't know. But see, but see, to be honest, Rangers are going to need to be Rangers need to score first, or me and Barry to be sort of my eyes, I think, for the rest of the game. You think so? Listen, here's the manager speaking about Morelos. Well, he came in yesterday and he felt better. Uh, today he's on a second day recovery. The team will train again tomorrow. And as far as I can see at this moment in time, he'll be available. Antonio will be available as well. Kamal will be touch and go because he's done slightly less. Um, he will definitely be available if, if Alfredo isn't. It's one of those situations where you sort of... Um, I think we've used 20 players in the, the four league games where I've tried to get the group to where we are now. 
if Alfredo comes through, then I've probably we've played our cards quite well in terms of getting to this point with everybody a little bit fitter and stronger than they were a month ago. Barry, yep. But lost his fat. He's in. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah, he's fat. That could be some battle shot. Yeah, I've got, yes. yeah, I've got a wee question. Barry, a lot of people in um, Rangers' WhatsApp groups, right? I've been shouting about the American boy, James Sands. Obviously, he's played out of position a lot, but there's not a lot of Rangers fans coming. This is only coming from my Rangers pals, but I actually think Sands is good enough to sign for Rangers. Well, uh, the the thing that, that I got was, um, I think the, the fee is around about £4 million of... They want to make James Sands um, permanent because obviously he's in an 18 month yeah. loan deal. That loan runs out at the end of the season. And for me, Sean, I don't think he's a certain starter. I don't think he, if yeah. everybody's fit, he's going to play in the 11. So to go and shell out round about that sum of money for a squad player, I think it's too much, Sean. What do yeah. you think, Sean? But yeah, Sean, another thing, but I, I think it's too much an offer. Okay. There's even another thing that's getting mentioned on the, uh, the group. But, um, should Rangers bring in a goalkeeper which got challenged for first or second for next season, Paul, with Rob McCrory? Okay. I've I seen that. Is it Berk Berkovic? Is that right? Uh, yeah. The, the goalkeeper. Is yeah. it, there was a yeah. goalkeeper. Do you know what? I read it this morning quickly mm -hmm. um, that they're, they're interested in bringing it. I think he's about 34. Is he good, Barry? I, he, he, He's, he's decent he's, he's no for me he's no as, as good as Alan McGregor but I, I think there yeah. is coming a time where Rangers do need to start looking for a, a serious number one um, and it's difficult to get a number one because you know if you want to get a good goalkeeper normally they're playing <laughs> they're the number one at a, another team um, but that is an area that I think Rangers will need to go and, and maybe have to spend a fair bit of money on Mark is so crucial, isn't it? And Alan McGregor <clears throat> has been so brilliant for Rangers, especially in old firm games. He's yeah. got a great record, hasn't he? Yeah, but he's, he is now he's, 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 a, he's a big game yeah. uh, player, and, and he'll be important. He's going to have, he's going to have to make saves on Monday if Rangers are to are to win the game. There's no doubt about that. So he's going to have to be um, bang on it. Longer term, yeah, um, I agree. They're, they're going to need a number a number one probably for for the start of next season. Um, but good ones don't come cheaply. Uh, and in the case of James Sands at £4 million pounds, I wouldn't be paying £4 million pounds for no, James Sands not? listen yeah. he's, he's good Paul he'll fill in it in central defence he can play in midfield he'll get that you know, he's you know I got a, you know many different values to him but at £4 million pounds, that's a that would be a huge chunk of the yeah. budget and I, I think he could be uh, he'd like to think that you would uh, with the greatest respect and you'd have better options than that Sean let's hear a wee bit from your As captain he, yep, Barry. Begovic, Amir Begovic. Begovic. Yep. All right, yeah. Where is he? Uh, Paul, you're at the moment. Sorry, is he still at, is is it Everton? Everton? Is it Everton? Ah, Everton. Right. Back yep. up to Pickford. Yep. Um, so I, I did. I've seen that, yep. that. There was there was a link there. Um, but it is an area where we don't know what, what Alan's going to do. You know what I mean? We, we were all questioning whether he was going to stay on. Yep. He decided to stay on for another season. Um, and I think that one will go right to the wire with Alan McGregor again. And it is what normally happens with players over that 35 kind of matter around about that matter. I know Griggsy's at 40 now, but it's an area where they need to they need to go and spend a bit of money because um, young McCrory for me, I think, is a future Rangers mm -hmm. goalkeeper. But we spoke about this before, Mark. He needs to go and play game time. He needs to yeah. go and get uh, 20, 30, 40 games under his belt. Here's uh, your captain, James Tavernier. I love I, I love these occasions. Um, you know, I love every time. I travel and make my way to Ibrox and to, you know to play something that I've 
loved all my life and you know it's a dream come true and it's it's something obviously you want to have the rewards after it, you want to get the results so I'll be doing everything possible and I'm sure the lads will be doing everything possible to to make sure we get the result. Sean, what's your scoreline? What do you reckon? I know you're a bit worried, but what do you think will be the result by half past two? Right. No, right. <laughs> uh, I actually think Celtic will win 4-1 but I'll take a 2-1 Rangers win but I, I'm no confident I think it's got to be a nightmare and see the worst thing about it I've got it in my Celtic pals to watch it so I'm, I'm going to get bammed up all night so bring it on <laughs> uh, but see before yeah. I go I just want to say Happy New Year thanks is responsible and have a good night thank you Sean that's really well Good put. Sean. Appreciate Good your calls. Nice well done, Sean. He's the man who hey, got buddy. it right, didn't he? Barry, you want to wish him all the best? Yeah, yeah. yeah I said that you had my mic Just down slightly. Yeah, I'm annoying you. Barry's like, no, not in the least. <laughs> not at all. I was a bit taken back by Sean's predictions. In between 4-1 Celtic and 2-1 for Rangers. Yeah, so, but listen, hey, but Sean comes out and says what he thinks. But listen, you've got to be respectful. That's what I've said to a few people. You've got to realise what you're, com- you're coming up against a team that's in... Um, a real good place just now and so is Rangers obviously yeah. in terms of results it's just um, it's progressing nicely under Michael Beale this is going to be a, a big test but Rangers not listen they have to win the game if they've got any hope of clawing them back they have to win the game Would you agree with what Sean said if they go a goal down they could be in trouble Yeah and I could be walking out of that studio Quick break and then we're back <laughs> <laughs> The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com Your local friendly experts for new and used cars Let's go Go, 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 go. go Radio Football Show, Paul Cooney, Barry Ferguson and Mark Guidi and your call's coming in 0808 08, 17 17 700 Sean in Glasgow there had a wee toast to the late Great, Pelly, maybe the best ever footballer One of the great sportsmen people would talk about Muhammad Ali in the 20th century and Pelly as maybe the two greatest men's sportsmen of that century. But what do you think? There will be a minute's applause at all the games at Liverpool tonight, for example, against Leicester and on Monday, all the games, Mark, in Scotland. Yeah, and, and, and quite right too, you know, a minute's applause, a minute's silence. I think, you know, they're, they're, they're both respectful um, uh, in different ways and uh, Pele deserves it. Deserves, deserves it. You know, the whole footballing world is... is um, come together in the past uh, day or two to, to rightfully uh, pay uh, tribute to. The headlines back here today, Michael Beale says, there'll be no transfers coming in unless they can start for Rangers in the new year. And for Celtic, Mark, a bit of signing going on, another Japanese player coming to Celtic, Tomoki Iwata, and somebody that the manager knows well. Yeah, he's, he's signed them before, he's he's worked with them, so yeah, he does um, know him well, can operate defensively and uh, as a central midfielder so you know again he's got um, um, different attributes and different um, positions and again just another sign um, from Celtic Paul just getting the, the business done early um, and it's not only about getting guys like Awata um, in for the for the second half of the season for the next five months it also gets them nice and settled for the start of the new season because you look at Celtic's start of the new season as well how they finished last season the January window for me uh, clinched the title for for Celtic, the signings that they made, you, know, you, you you compare Celtic's transfer activity this time last year compared to Rangers, and it was night and day, and it really worked for Celtic and uh, the managers getting it done early again. And this is a loan, isn't it, until the summer with the option yeah. to for a million roughly, Barry, to convert it into a 25 year old, good age to come in, and apparently he's lightning fast, the third fastest player in the J League. 
Well, he likes players that can can run. Postacoglu, so I'm not I'm not surprised that you've just mentioned that. But seeing an ideal world as a manager, that's what you'd want. If you're going to sign players, you get them in right at the start of the window, so they can get used to their surroundings, their teammates. Because it it generally does take players when they come from Japan and and places that are far away a bit of time to settle. Um, and it's, listen, that's what you would want as a manager. And then you can see, listen, he's been working on that probably since the season started. Mm-hmm. He's identified early doors what he wants and and generally um, he gets deals done very early. Can we tell everyone you were out with Kyogo the other day and Hatati? You went out with them, but you saw them in a store in Glasgow. <laughs> Imagine that in the same store, Mark. You'd, people would be looking, there's Barry Ferguson at one end and <laughs> no, there's also... They don't notice yeah. me. <laughs> oh, they would, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but listen, I mean, these these type of players that again, I'll be honest, I didn't know anything about them, and out of them all, probably the one that's stood out for me is Hattati. Yeah, he's the one that's for me great range of passing, great energy about the pitch. Um, I I know everybody will go on about Kyogo, and rightly so because he scored a few goals. Maeda's popped in with a few goals, good energy, but Hitati. Yeah, I agree. I yeah. think he's one that, that Celtic um, could struggle. I mean, there's a number of players I think they could struggle to keep a hold of if they keep this form up, but he's the one that's mm. certainly impressed me most. And you wouldn't rule him out being right back on that's Monday? That's a sign of a good player, yeah. Paul. Um, his position is central midfield, yeah. but to go out there and play it right back, I mean, I know myself, I had to go out there for half an hour. We played Palmer in the, the Champions League. I think it was Perini get sent off and uh, everybody was looking about who's going to go to right back and I get shuffled out there and there was, I played against a guy Ortiga. Oh yes, I. Ortiga in Argentina. Oh, yeah, I remember. Worst half an hour of my career. Was he, <laughs> oh, was he so was, fast? No, but, no just because I was out of my, of course, my comfort yeah. zone I'm thinking yeah. oh, what's going on here because you're so used to a, a position. So that tells you how good a player Hitati is that he's, he's been out there and played against St. Johnson there. Um, scored a couple of goals and um, again had a, another good game in, in Wednesday night against Hibs. And so did Maeda. So he missed a couple of chances, Mark, as <coughs> yeah. you know, but then he got that wonder goal. Here's the manager speaking about him. Brilliant. But he does it every week. I know, you know, sometimes you know people don't see the work that he does for us and offers us in terms of just his energy and, and his ability to, to cause opposition problems. He, you know, he... You know, he's been a bit unlucky, I think, on certain occasions with the end product. As you said, you know, probably should have scored the header, but, you know, his contribution for the first goal, his, his willingness to, to run at the opposition and, uh, yeah, what a cracking goal. Um, yeah, big place to goal of the season, that one. Mark? Yeah, he's been, I, mean, I think, Mida will start on the left-hand side um, on Monday because, obviously, his attacking threat, um, but defensively he's switched on and you need to be against Tavernier you know so you know Maida will help Greg Taylor down that left hand side um, so yeah Maida for me is a certain starter um, on Monday but I agree with Barry just in, in terms of Hitati um, whether he plays it right back centre mid he's been the pick of the, the Japanese players uh, for me he will go for big big money you know proper proper money um, he'll go for and uh, the manager trusts him mm-hmm. and he's a good teammate you can tell they're all good teammates the, the Japanese you know, low maintenance don't complain, come in, go on with the work, work ever so hard and set high standards on a daily basis. How many of them are in your lineup? Have you got your lineup for Monday? My, my, we'll get my Celtic as well. Team, your Celtic team? Celtic yeah. team. I'm going I'm going to change my mind from the start of the show just because it's not, allowed. Not, yeah. not I'm going to take Juranovic out of the team, not because of anything uh, physical, just mentally. I just wonder where he is and if he's got a move on his mind and I don't think you can 
risk players unless they're 100% committed um, in an old firm game. So anyway, I'll go Hart and goals. Back four, Hitati, Carter, Vickers, Starfelt and Taylor. Midfield three, McGregor, Moy, O'Reilly. And a front three of Abada on the right, Maida on the left, Kyogo through the middle. And um, that still leaves you a strong bench, Jota. I think James Forrest has been terrific for me. You know, Forrest might just get the nod ahead of Abada, I don't think so. But you never know, Jota on the bench, Jackie Marcus on the bench, you know, really good options there. Barry, what do you think? Celtic lineup. Uh, yeah, I, I think it could be that one that um, Mark's uh, mentioned there. Um, again, being the, the, the dilemma is, is Ralston going to be fit? We, we don't really know. Because um, let's be honest, Ralston's come in when Juranovic has not been available and, and done really well. Um, so if that was a squad that was available on Wednesday night to what it's going to be in, in Monday against Rangers. I think that's the, the team that Mark's uh, mentioned there. Here's Ange Postacoglu speaking after the 4-0 win the other night and looking to the Rangers game and the options that he's got. Oh, no, the headache is if you've got no options, um, you know, in, in, in sort of management. And it never works out that way. You always think there's there's so many options. But you know, as I said before today, we had, you know, obviously Haksabanovic, <clears throat> Jota, Tony Ralston, um, Dave Turnbull, all out for different reasons. And, you know, you still have to juggle things, so... Yeah, it'll be pleasing. I mean, Alistair Johnson is available. Kobayashi's available, which is great. Jura's back in the building. So, yeah, um, yeah, we're looking good. It's looking good. He's got, he said it's more, a, more of a headache yeah. if you've got a thin squad. Paul, I have to be honest. I'm not going to change my teams. I don't think I'll start, but I forgot about Hacks Yeah. I forgot about You know, he was a player of the month. Um, you know, before the, uh, the World Cup, you know, he's, he's another really good option uh, for sale, but I can't see him. Um, uh, maybe maybe for a badder, maybe, but no, I'll, I'll stick with that starting 11. Isn't it amazing though? A, a month or two ago, just before the World Cup, you'd say Jota, would you not? Maybe. Yeah, all day yeah. long. Yeah, it's but at the moment, yeah. I think again, just, I'm not saying that Ange Postacoglu will, will go there, um, you know, setting up to, to, to play for a doll. We know he doesn't do that, that's not his style, and you can't yeah. do that in an old firm game. Anyway, it'd be madness to do that. But, you know, I don't think he'd be unhappy leaving Ibrox with a draw, even though he won't try to play for one. And therefore, that's what you you know. I think you need to have players that obviously are going to be an attacking threat and be creative in the final third. But they need to be switched on defensively as well, and that's that's one thing Maeda um, does give you. And Abada as well has done. Uh, he's been a bit of a scourge of Rangers as well, and he'll be saying, "Gaffer, play me from the yeah, start." Yeah, I was speaking yeah. to my one of my sons the other night when we were watching the, the football, and for twenty years of age, he's he's another one that. Um, I think Celtic will struggle uh, to keep a hold of it if he continues this this um, development because he came over a kid basically at 19 and his return in terms of assists and, and goals for a, a wide player um, that will certainly make teams um, sit up and take notice and, and again he's a he's a real danger he's a he's a kind of throwback and he's he likes to get one on one and get the the touchline and, and get across in. and he's a he's another player that again that you, you've um, well, I've been impressed with since he's come in at Celtic. One of the things that happened this afternoon, the, the B teams were playing, Rangers and Celtic. It was 2-2 after 90 minutes and ended up 5-2. Three goals in added time. That's obviously World Cup time, but that was a, maybe not a surprise, but Rangers were, what, six points clear at the top of the table. So that's a big result for the Celtic team under Stephen McManus and uh, Darren Day. Yeah, big result, um, as you said. I keep my eye on, obviously, the, the young players coming through. Um, at Rangers and probably the three bet, I, wouldn't, I don't like saying that because there is still good young Rangers players in that, that B team but 
Your Lowry who played on a night he would play Leon King would probably uh, play as well yeah. and Young Divine who um, three games uh, before the, the Murrow game was for me Rangers best player um, but listen that, that you've got to deal with results like that sometimes with a young kid uh, brilliant experience for them playing at yeah. Celtic Park um, I don't know what the crowd was but I would hazard a guess there would have been a, a, a decent crowd there to go and support the the, the young players so that that as well is brilliant for their, their development for both sets of players Mark it must be special playing in that game at whatever level oh yeah, ah, yeah. yeah. And I think there would have been a very good uh, crowd there today an afternoon kick off during the holiday period so you know it's what 12 to fix you that's a nice um, appetiser if you like for, for the for the big one um, on Monday and you know the Celtic kids having won the game will be absolutely buzzing um, and the Rangers boys will be I'll be dejected, you know, they'll, they'll, they'll be feeling it. But, um, yeah, um, a good one for Celtic today. Can, can I just say, yeah. that i seen young uh, young lad Vata scored for, yeah. for Rocco. Celtic. Yeah, Rocco, yeah. he came on, he came on um, against Hibs during the week and uh, he, he looked tasty. Yeah, his he dad, looked, of course, yeah. Rudy. And they were saying on Sky, I think it was um, Ian Crocker and, and Andy Walker, they were talking about it, there's been a, a number of big clubs sniffing round about him. Um, you just need to look what happened to young Ben Doak. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So Celtic will be desperate to get him signed up, a long term deal because he did. He looked the part. Um, I know it's easy when it's yeah. four and all that, and they're coming sure. But that's brilliant as well for the young players to to go on and and sample what it's like to play in the first team. What did you think of his dad as a player, Rudy Vata? Yeah, he, he, he was good. Yeah. Um, Rudy Vata. I actually see him sometimes walking about Hamilton. Yeah. Really? Yeah. 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 Um, I don't know. Union Street. Brandon Street, where's <laughs> Quarry Street? Yeah, Quarry Street, that's it, yeah. <laughs> so it's got Kyogo and work on that. It's a village, isn't it? The West yeah, of Scotland. They, they yeah. must, it must stay. Must stay out that way, yeah. yeah. Young yeah. Rocco. It's great to see young players coming through. I, you know, you mentioned Adam Devine, just, Leon yeah. King. It's not just about the old firm. I love yeah. to see young players sure. come into any any team, and, and it's great for our game. Look at the Marlboro players the other night. Oh, you were listen, saying, can yeah. I just say Lee Muller's son? I think he's only 16. Yeah. Is it Lennon? Lennon. Yeah. Is he 16? 16, I think, yeah. Um, he, came up, he looked a player. Uh-huh. Yeah, really on the ball, real calmness about him. He could handle it. Um, I think Murrow have got a, a proper, proper player. Yeah, uh, they've got a proper be, yep. player in their hands there. Stevie Hamill needs, you know, it's not been a good spell at all for Motherwell. Mm. And maybe it is time. Well, I don't know. Is it time to... It's difficult maybe to throw in the young players. They've got a derby uh, on Monday as well, of course, there at... Uh, a difficult game at Livingston you don't throw them in for that one Mark no, do you? Uh, look, yeah. it, it depends you know if they're showing up in training Paul and, and he's maybe tried uh, a couple of things where they, they tried and tested maybe feels no, fresh up bring that enthusiasm no fear for the yeah. kids let, let them go I don't know but, but yeah Motherwell you know, they, they, they need to be careful I know it's still pretty bunched um, at the moment but um, I didn't expect to see Motherwell where they are um, just now Big result for Kamarnock Mm. Sure was, wasn't it? Yeah. What would you? What did you predict? Yeah. Come on, you did say I thought yeah. that. Yeah. Yep. Huge I, I, one. I just yep. fancied them. Look, I, I think for the the previous game, been two 0 down against Mallow, that must have given him a bit of confidence. Um, and you could see it in Dell's interview after the the, the game at Fir Park, and I, I just had a funny feeling. Look, De- Dell's been about the game. He knows. I just had a a, a good feeling that. Um, they had they fancied their chances um, to beat Aberdeen. Well, we talk about those games and the games on Monday as well as the big one uh, but let's go into the break here from Michael Beale who's been on media duty today we've not got anything from Ange today not so far but here's Michael Beale so it's his first game in charge against Celtic really looking forward to it 
It's the derby of all derbies, I think. It's a fantastic game. It's, it's watched worldwide. It's a privilege to be involved in it. I'm really looking forward to it. It's obviously been the date that I've been looking forward to the most since coming back into the club. The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com. Your local friendly experts for new and used cars. Let's go! Go Radio Football Show, Paul Cooney with Barry Ferguson, Mark Guidi. We had a good show last night as well. Richard Foster was on and Andy Walker looking forward to the match. Uh, Richard actually said he thought a draw is what would happen. Former Rangers player, of course. And Andy, I'd have to check back. I think Andy. 5 0 Celtics. But I think he was going for Celtic, but definitely Richard. A uh, draw is not enough for no. Rangers, Paul. No. no. Rangers, Rangers um, have to get the three points. So if it's a draw, and if I say to you then afterwards, is that it all over? What would you, you say? You can never say it's over because yeah. you, you you never know. It's quite, yeah. but listen, it's tough. Yeah. It's tough. if it goes twelve points, jeez, mm. it, it could be a, as I said, a long four and a half month for the Rangers support. In some ways, some people have been on the socials, Jimmy, saying, "Isn't it a free hit for Michael Beale? First four games, four wins." steadying the ship but he is up against Celtic mm-hmm. who are on fire at the moment so do you get a free hit though in I, a, I don't think you get game? a free hit in an old firm game you know in front of your own supporters listen I, you know I, um, I think Celtic start the game as, as favourites they're top of the league by a distance um, for a reason Michael Beale's only been in the building a month he's done everything that can be asked of him so far he's won 4 out of 4 12, uh, 12 points but it's a huge step up on Monday afternoon now um if Rangers win, it's it's game on. I think we've got a title race. If it's a draw, then the title's you know ninety percent Celtics, and if they win, then it's it's a hundred percent Celtics. That said, you've still got to go and win games of football. And there'll still be eighteen, nineteen games to play, and there's a lot of hard work. As I've all said, it's it's no easy to go out and win a game. You know, even if you're, you're Celtic going away games, playing at Parkhead, you've still got a lot of work to do, and and that's why you know the players deserve respect for when they do eventually um, go over the line and win. My um, titles, it's not an easy thing to do to, to win um, all those games. But uh, I think if Rangers don't win, Paul, or certainly if they lose the game, they need to go and do something in January. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying spend money for the sake of it, or, you know, but, but do something that, that gets the uh, supporters stimulated again, gives the manager a lift, gives the building a lift. Because then the focus, yes, of course, it'll be all about finishing second, making sure they, they, they try and win as many games as they can. But they need to go and win the Cup. Remember, Giovanni Van Bronckhorst won the Scottish mm-hmm. Cup. They kick off St. Johnson away on January 21st. So they'd need to go and win a piece of silverware. And they've also as well got a, a League Cup semi-final early next month too against um, Aberdeen, isn't no, it? Rangers, no, Aberdeen, Celtic, Kilmarnock on the two semis. Barry, you said that on Wednesday night. Some people have forgotten under GVB. Yeah, Rangers got to Seville, a European mm-hmm. final. But days later, they won their yeah, first the Scottish, Scottish Cup in over a decade. Over, yep, exactly. Um, but uh, see, this game, this will be one that Michael Beale will be looking and thinking, right, how's that? How's my squad of players going to compete? Um, where do I need to strengthen? Um, how's their mentality when they're coming up against a Celtic team who are, are flying at this moment in time? So it's a good test for Michael Beale's players to go and show them that they want to be part of his Rangers team going forward because um, there is surgery I've said it a number of times there is a a number of players that, that need to be um, moved on and there is a um, a number of players that I'm sure Michael Beale would love to, to, to bring in but that's going to come down to finances um, I think January um, is going to be a tough one for him I like his phrase he ain't bringing fillers in I love that because if you're going to spend money 
you've got to make sure they're going to come in and, and uh, be in your starting 11 or compete big time to make sure um, they get in the, the starting 11 so I'm looking forward to January but I think the biggest one for Michael Beale will will be the summer um, window Let's hear him speak about those two topics first of all the mentality that you spoke about Barry At times last season uh, in Europe and then coming back and playing domestic games in between semi-finals in between and stuff and finals after extra time and the passing of a member of staff as well all of a sudden I, I don't know where the questions on mentality are with this with this group I think that's cheap I think it's poor to question the mentality of a group that showed last season just five or six months ago an unbelievable mentality um, to win against the odds when when things were happening where they weren't able to train because where they were so I don't want to dig up old old things but for me the mentality of this group even in the time I've been back has been excellent and about the transfers if they come in they have to be able to play they have to come in to start that's that's my big thing now like as a squad that we have it would be nice if Kamar Roof Tom Lawrence Yanis Hadji and Antonio Kolak would have been available to me because them four players could play as our front four Another four could be injured and we would be no weaker for it. So I think they're starters that have been unavailable. Ben Davis, a starter that's been unavailable. Borna, Connor Goldson, starters have been unavailable. Uh, so if someone's coming into the building, you should view it that they're coming in to start. If they're not and they're someone for later on, you'll hear that in my voice because I'll be honest about it. But in the main, we don't need any more squad players here at Rangers. We need people to come in to improve the start and 11. I think that's clear for everybody to see. He's certainly putting a marker down to, to the to the hierarchy to Ross Wilson and and the board and um you know and you know what he's saying you can't argue with, with what he's saying because the proof's there the evidence is there at the moment now, I get it, it is you know Hadji Lawrence boys like that, that that have been missing that's been really unfortunate but injuries are, are, are part of the game that's why you have a squad but at the moment the the Rangers team the Rangers squad it, to me it's not a title winning squad they're not better than Celtic. So he has to go and find better than what's there because what's there just now has to be good enough this season. That's that's the bottom line. So he's wanting proper players in the building. And like I say, if you look at the the last two or three windows, even going back to the window of last year, Stephen Gerrard's last window when Michael Beale was the assistant, it wasn't good enough either. Stephen, Stephen Gerrard, I don't think, was, was happy about it. He, he alluded to that afterwards. Um, so they need to have a better uh, window than what they've had in the previous three and that's up to... To all of them, Michael Beale, Ross Wilson, the board, they need to go and find a way to, as best they can, uh, to make that happen. Do you think something changed for Steven Gerrard, Barry, at that window when he didn't get what he thought maybe he would and what he thought he needed to, to win two titles in a row? Um, I don't know. He's the only guy that yeah. could, could, could answer that. Listen, uh, you can't hide it. I don't think the recruitment, we've spoken about this a number of times, I don't think it's been good enough um, in, in the summer. And... If you look back to January, Diallo coming in, Ramsey coming in, they never really made any impact. Um, so it needs to be better. Michael Beale knows that he needs to go and strengthen. He's going on about mentality. I can't question the Rangers players' mentality since Michael Beale's come in. They go down at Hibs, they come back, they go down to Aberdeen, they come back. So that shows me that the mentality is in the, in the right place. But previous to that, I would question their mentality. Getting beat off St Johnson, dropping two points at home to Livingston, dropping two points away to, to St Mern. Um, and I'm not saying you've got a, a given right to go and beat these teams, but the quality that Rangers had on that pitch should have been enough to 
to, to earn the, the, the three points and that's why I, I questioned their, their mentality and their attitude and that's what got the Rangers fans didn't it many of them felt yeah, this isn't good enough I like the change the shift that's happened over the last couple of weeks you, you can certainly see it listen it's not been amazing football I'm first to admit that it's been a hard watch at times but also you can see the, the subtle changes that Michael Beale's trying to trying to do in the way that he wants to play but in terms of their, their mindset it's always hard when you go a goal down to come back sure. and this group of players over the period of the last couple of weeks have shown that let's go on to the lines 0808 17 17 700 Stephen Reside is on the line good evening Stephen hello guys how you doing good how are you how was Christmas you looking forward to New Year yeah yeah I had a good Christmas and um, looking forward to, to all my nights tomorrow um, great but Stephen but even more looking forward to, to January to see what Motherwell going to do I, I think it needs to be a different window mm-hmm. to the one that we had in 2015 under Ian Barraclough where we brought in loads of players and only about two of them really hit the ground running Scott McDonald and Marvin Johnson um, I think we need to get the right players for the right position and hopefully we can push up the table because we've looked okay going forward it's just defensively I think uh, centre-back with a wee bit weak at the moment 12th, uh, you're 10 out of the 12, you're on 18 points. We're just looking at Ross County at the bottom, then Dundee United, Motherwell, you're a point behind Kilmarnock. Um, Barry, you obviously, we, you saw the whole of yeah, the game. Yeah, I, I watched yeah. the game and I was, I, I've got to be honest with you, Stephen, I, I was really disappointed in Motherwell. I, I thought Paul McGinn was excellent. He he played centre-back, he's, he's normally a, a right-back, but I thought he was excellent on the night. And I thought the real bright, Spark for for Muddle when was uh, Lennon Miller and Luca Ross I think it is I think correct me if I'm wrong Stephen the two young ones no, come on I, I thought they were a, a breath of fresh air for for Muddle but I, I think Stevie Hamill knows that he, he has to go and make a a few signings because um, they are getting ever so close to that kind of relegation um, zone uh, so he knows it's an important January and I'm sure that the Muddle board will do everything to try and back him. Stephen, do you think there will be? There is money there, we just don't know how much. And I suppose it's how you get. Choose the right players. I mean, we've been linked with this boy, Leco, uh, who's at Birmingham City on loan. He's only played 88 minutes this season. And I think he's scored something like six goals in the last six years or something. He's a winger. So that, that doesn't make for good reason stat-wise. But um, I, we need to get the right players in. I, I think that... Stevie, he can get it right. I mean, you look at it, it's just game management. There's been a couple of instances. I mean, we go and get beat at Pinkcastle against 10 men and then to be 2-0 up against Kilmarnock yeah. and to throw away that lead in, in a three-minute spell, it's unforgivable. But I don't know how much of that you can pin on Stevie Hamill. I think a lot of that has to go to the players' mentality. Maybe I would have put an extra midfielder on right. uh, when they lost Alan Thurman in the middle, but... Uh, the players have to take responsibility for that one I think that was a sickener for them Mark wasn't it two up against yeah. 10 man Kelly yeah. late in the game that, that's a sore one and that, that's that's one that can you know really have a, a long term impact in your season Paul and, and Motherwell just need to go and get a win from somewhere to get out of that they don't want to get in um, a rut and, and it'll be interesting to see what they do what they can do um, next month but they need to go and improve the squad and I, I always think that Motherwell Paul you, you look at their their track record 
uh, and a few windows you know, even like under Stephen Robinson Matt McGee shooting the call I thought they I thought they recruited really well I don't know if you agree Steve I thought they brought in some real gems from the from the lower leagues down south they used the loan system um, well, and they need to try and get back to, um, to and I know that's easier said than done because there's probably five or six of the clubs up here in their top flight all going after the same kind of players you know they're all kind of giving the same players to try and go and get you need to be, be persuasive um, to, to get those guys to come but I've always thought Motherwell have recruited well and, and Stevie Hamill and his staff need to get back to, to doing that Stephen you'll be at Livingston on Monday before I ask you about that what was your highlight of the year and was it in Livingston in the springtime? Uh, probably or either Kevin Van Veen's penalty against Ross County um, to, to get his way win up there there's not been many highlights I think if you look at the form table uh, the, all the teams that have played in the Premiership since January obviously Dundee and Commander concluded in that them having played half a season each since January we have the, the worst third worst record of uh, all those teams and that's including Dundee in Kilmarnock, so if you take it for us being in there the full time, we've really got the worst record of all the teams that have been in the Premiership since January. So it is relegation form, uh, and that's the worrying thing. I think there's only been three league wins or four league wins since January. Um, in the home form, we've only picked up four points at home this season. So it is, it is concerning. And Stephen, you've been campaigning for better facilities for disabled access at the games. Were you a guest at one of the big, one of the other clubs recently? Did I see? I was meant to go to Celtic and I ended up with a slow that everybody's had in the, in the winter. And I've not been able to go, but we've rescheduled it. Yeah, good. We've rescheduled it for January, so we're going there in January. And I'm also trying to get in touch with Rangers to see if we can make something happen there because... Um, they're putting loads of new spaces in as well so we'll need to get along there and have a look at that that'll be good yeah Stephen what's your scoreline then Monday because I loved that for you remember right at the end it was the last kick of the ball virtually and you got that goal at the end of the season it meant so much so what do you think for the New Year's Day plus one game what's the scoreline my head saying 2-0 Livingston what I would take with my heart I would take a point right away because it's a tough place to go Livingston uh, David Martindale has them playing well so I think if we can go there, get a point, give us something to build on, then we'll get Hibs at home and I believe Ross County coming up as well. So the home form is it needs to turn if we're going to get out of there. Barry, what are you thinking that? What's your prediction? And would you play the youngsters at Livy? <laughs> yeah. Listen, I, I think if they're, they're good enough, I mean, certainly I, I don't know what Stevens think. I've I only seen um, half an hour of a young Lennon Miller and I've got to be honest with you, I, I was just taking aback how comfy he was in the ball and he was wanting to go and take it as I thought that was the problem for some of the middle players weren't wanting the, the ball but yeah listen I think Stevie Hamill if he believes they're good enough I'm sure he'll he'll play them but one thing about Muddle is they always produce good young players Muddle yeah, for sure what's your scoreline Barry? Well, Steve, Stephen thinks it's going to be a draw Livy against Motherwell it's a tough one Going, I mean, Livingston missing a couple of players now. Suspension. Holt and Pittman yep, get sent off again. They're, they're two big players. Yep, I'll go a draw as well. Going to draw Mark. What do you think? Yeah, I win-1 for me as well, Paul. I think that's got a draw written all over it. Stephen, thanks very much. Have a great New Year. We'll speak to you soon. You too, guys. Enjoy the year. Bye-bye. Stephen. Cheers, Stephen. The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com. Your local friendly experts for new and used cars. Let's go, go. 
And the news at six here on the Go Radio Football Show is that Michael Beale says it's a must-win game on Monday. Ange Postacoglu, well, he was pleased with Celtic's performance the other night, 4-0 against Hebs. Great performance by, well, a number of the players. Let's hear from Ange Postacoglu. Yeah, no, brilliant. Um, credit to the lads. Yeah, we knew that um, Hibs would have something about them today, and especially at the start, they'd come at us, and to, to their credit, they did. And you know, their crowd was up for it. So, you know, just, just brilliant to see that, you know, in those circumstances, we just uh, stay strong and play our football. And um, as I said before, it's not an easy place to come to, irrespective of the opposition's sort of form, but they were in good form. And uh, for us to win so convincingly is, uh, as I said, credit to the boys. And as we come to the end of the year, can I throw this to you? Goal of the year, one of the goals, was it uh, Dyson Maeda's the other night? That was certainly terrific, Barry. Great technique. Yeah, after he, he missed that, yeah. that header, um, to come inside, um, he done well. He, he got away from, I think it was Cadden. Yeah. And then obviously he slipped, he's, yeah. he slipped inside and he, listen, it's one of the ones, yeah. as soon as it, it leaves his foot, you know, it's hitting the, hitting the back of the, of the net. And, and you hear Posta Coglu talking about him. He's, he's clearly a player he rates. Mm. And um, as I said, see players like that, Paul, you love having them in your squad because, you know what, see if he's not having a good game, you know he's going to do the dirty side. He's going to work hard and help his, his defenders and his midfielders out. But like, listen, it's got to be up there with, with one of them. I'm, I'm just trying to think trying it'll come to, to me. Yeah, yeah um, exactly. The season. I just threw it. Mark, while you're thinking, here's the manager speaking about the Japanese star Maeda. He'd been in and out, but the Celtic fans are loving him. Known him for a little while now. I've sort of had him in Japan and uh, he's such a strong, got a strong mindset and it's not just in his football, but it's in his effort. You know, some, you know, he'll close people down and, and won't get any rewards, but it won't stop him closing people down, you know, and that filters through to his football as well. Mark, and he's in your starting lineup, Maida for Monday? Mm. Yep. Yeah, um, you know, I think Maida, in terms of the two wide positions, Paul, I think he's a certain starter. You, you've then got Abada, Haksabanovic, Forrest and Jota, mm. one out of those four. Um, I think for me it'll be a badder because he scores against Rangers um, he, 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 I think he likes playing against Barisic you know, he's, he's got the measure of Bar- Barisic um, uh, so many times as well so I would I, I would go with uh, um, a badder on the right hand side but definitely Maida um, on the left I th- I, and that's saying something when you're, as, as you mentioned earlier Paul when you're picking Maida uh, ahead of, uh, of Jota but I think for a day like Monday I, I would go with Maida and I think the manager will too and Barry, you were saying for Rangers, the midfield's going to be so crucial, isn't it? That, that You've got a really strong midfield there for Rangers. They yeah, don't have as many options on the bench. No, they don't, but I, I think that's... I'm not just saying it because I'm an ex-midfielder, but I think that's going to be the key area. Yeah. You see the the three that have played the last couple of games, Moy, um, O'Reilly, and, and we'll know what Callum McGregor does for the, the, the Celtic team. So I, that's why I'm, I'm kind of going with the... I'm swaying that he's going to go with, with Ryan Jack, John Lindstrom and, and Glenn Kamara because there's legs there, there's a bit of energy, there's a bit of aggression um, and I think that's what they'll need to, to try and stop the, the three of Celtic. The Rangers go for Celtic then? Do yeah, they have to? Yeah, yeah, have you, to. you can't sit back. Oh, you can't sit back. Sure. So it has to be wave of wave after attack to try oh, they, to give they, Celtic they, no they, time in the ball. They've got to put their marker down as quickly as possible and I'm talking for kickoff. if you allow Celtic to come and settle and get into a rhythm now it's going to be a hard afternoon for, for Rangers so Rangers need to make sure that they, they make it as, as difficult as possible but Rangers need to dictate to Celtic 
asked the guys last night, where are the weaknesses in both sides? So, <laughs> so for uh, where are the weaknesses? Hibs had a real goal right at the beginning the yeah. other night. I know they were then battered 4 0. Yeah. So they did really well. But there were mo- moments at the beginning uh-huh. where Hibs could have had a, 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 a decent start. I don't think there's. there's any obvious weaknesses in, in, in the Celtic team product that's you know they've won 12 in a row and they're doing so well but Michael Michael Beale's job is to identify as I say it won't be an obvious weakness but there'll be a weakness that he'll find that that's where we can exploit Celtic and that's where his coaching ability comes in to get that message through and it could be something very very subtle but so important and that's why he's a manager of Rangers for his coaching ability so he has to find an area you listen to his interviews he's obviously after games he's very thorough as all managers have to go back and they look over the games and they, they find bits that they were good at find bits that were not so good at that they need to go and work on um, but he'll find something in the Celtic team and he'll give it'll be a collective effort obviously but he, he would, he'll, he'll give an individual a job to do in terms of trying to exploit that whatever weakness it is that, that he finds that he identifies do you enjoy covering the games, Mark, over the years? The, the, the old thing games? Ah, yeah. oh, brilliant, yeah. Paul. You know, you know, we've been at the at the Sunday Mail, there was a lot of times, you know, the, the, the old firm games were on, on a Sunday, so you weren't getting as many uh, live ones as you liked on a Saturday afternoon or Saturday lunchtime. Chief but football writer. Special, yeah. There were special, uh, yeah. special games, whether it was Ibrox or, or Pat Ked, you know, cup finals. A oh, really, really special game. Loved it. You know, it was like one of them, I got out buried, I felt, as a, as a player, but as a... A report on the media like, you know, get up known for morning, my, you know, <laughs> loved it, fry up, roll saucy, whatever it may be, and uh, away to the games, a big, big day. <laughs> I interviewed in the tunnel at Celtic Park, fry up. Tommy Burns. Fry up before <laughs> a game. Uh, yeah. I was interviewing Walter Smith. Have you seen that? Yeah. I, I think I had a couple of fry ups the way I played in a couple yeah, of games. No, I don't, I don't <laughs> think so. Barry, can you, uh, yeah, obviously you can enjoy it beforehand. Did you sleep the night before? No, no, really. I've, I've been honest yep. with you. Tossed and turned. Um, it's just the excitement. It's just the, the nerves start. I mean, it's a full build up of the games at the weekend. It starts on the Monday, Paul. You know what it's like with the, the West of Scotland the radio stations. I was going to say, you've got my tickets. You've got the media side of things, yeah. and then you've got the ticket side of things. And then, listen, we all read papers, we all watch the yeah. TV. It's just, it's brilliant to be party. And, and I was so lucky to play in so many. Um, it was just an unbelievable feeling and then getting up and, and going down and having your breakfast knowing listen in three hours time we're ready to go to war here um, so yeah but brilliant to be involved and in, unless it's even better when you when you obviously win um, listen you can't win every single one you've got to suffer a bit of disappointment at some stage and that was a hard part because um, I, I was always one of the ones where I was looking further ahead in the week thinking um, thinking to the fans going to work yeah. and them having the bragging rights did you think about that what I it always to... thought about things like that yep I, I did um, you might even for your family like your, yep. your, your, your dad your, yeah. your, your aunt your, your everybody it's, yeah they would all be delighted that right. I wouldn't want to obviously touch base with my family <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but listen they're, yeah. they're special games yeah. special special games the atmosphere is, is electric the pace of the game at times um, was was unbelievable. Um, just a joy to play and mm-hmm. so lucky. I, I've done what hundreds of thousands of people Aye. would love to do. Of course. Yeah. Uh, do you know what? Barry came away with a great wee phrase there, Paul, and I loved it. And, and it, it, it's the it's a mindset that will be required for both sets of players and, and management on Mondays, talking about three years before kick-off down for your breakfast. And I'm thinking, yep. I'm getting ready to go to war. What a yep. great phrase. Mm-hmm. What a great phrase to sum up 
how a player should be feeling. That's got to be your mix. You've not got that mindset, you're going to fail if you go into that part. Not having that that mindset, it's a great phrase. Ready to go to war. And an old firm day. And a lot of people ask me how did how did I prepare? I always respected, and I've said this a, a number of times. Yeah. Always respected who I was coming up against, and I would always say, right, they're very good players. Yeah. Now, mm. I'm talking about Lamberts. I'm talking about Lennon's, Petrovs, Thompsons, Larsons, <laughs> Suttons, yeah. Hearts. I can go on and on. They're top players. Now, I had to go and show that I was a top player against them, and that was my way of getting psyched up for it because I knew I was coming up against very good players. Now I need to go and show that I'm a very good player. Um, just, just crazy wee things like How many like did that. you play in? Do you know? Have you oh, ever well worked well out? Well. You yeah, must have played I'll in. need to have a yeah. look. We should yeah. have a look. Yeah, James is and checking on the computer. Odd. I was going to say, I had yeah. a thought touching, yeah. mm-hmm. touching 40. Yep. Wow. Yep. Right, but it must be at least 30. Yeah? It'll so, be at least 30. So if you win... How do you come down from How do you... You can't go out and party. No, no. Sure. Listen, now, I, would, I, would, I would go back and just sit in the house. Sit in the house. Watch and, it. You watch it again, don't you? Uh, oh, if we won that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, I would also... I'll be honest with you. I'd watch if we get a defeat. Right. Because I, I... You know, you're not daft. Oh, you know sure. you've had a bad yeah. game and I'd go back and watch it. And, and listen, I, I, would, I would do my head in. Um, but the best thing is just getting into training the next day sure. and getting the next, um, next game... Mm. To come around as quickly as possible, um, and I always use the defeat against Celtic to think, right, this is how I feel. I want to feel like that every single time I play Celtic. Mm. No, I don't. So I need to do something about it. Like the six-two, five-one. You lost six-two, mm. and then you won five-one the next game. Yep, that's um, that, that's a good way of putting it. Yep, and that uh, doesn't happen very I mean, often. That, that was an absolute know. doing six-two. But then. And the flip side of that, I think it was a couple of months later, we gave Celtic an absolute doing. Um, but that's what you've got to do. Four goal margins, Mark. It's not happened very often over no. the over 100 years. It's phenomenal, no. isn't it? Well, yeah. the, the last one was a four goal uh, margin. And, you know, I, I think, you know, with the benefit of hindsight, you look back in that now, that's that's where it all really started to go wrong for, for Giovanni. And then four days later, losing heavily in Amsterdam in, in, in the opening uh, Champions League game. That... That um, 72 96 hour period, yeah. you can really identify that as because Michael Beale mentioned it in his press, and it was a great point. You think I can remember being in the studio, ourselves in here, you know, really, really praising Rangers. You think of that European run, then get into big games like the Scottish Cup semi final, going to extra time, beating Celtic, the, the energy, the fitness that that team uh, had doing it week after week after week. Um, and again, it just when I was talking about. You know, if they don't win in the Monday, I think the league's over, and they need to do well in the cups. But they're a good; they have been a good cup team, mm-hmm. and Michael Beale needs to keep that going. You think about Rangers; they've been a really good cup team, you know, but in Europe, and then winning the Scottish Cup um, last season. So they need to go and find that, um, find that again. See, from a player's point of view, yeah. I, I would go back and I would watch that game. Which that one? 4-0. The four 0 Would you? Yeah, because yeah. that was a. I mean, that was an absolute doing again. And then City Bonus, were you watching it the second half? Celtic played played about with, with, with Rangers, and that that's hard to take. Um, so that's one of the things that they've got to think back and listen. This ain't this can't happen again. It was a phenomenal turn of events for yeah, Celtic, wasn't it? I mean, it was huge. They were lucky to go in at half time, three down. Yeah. It's going to be someday. I love hearing the insight of what it's like. You know how mm. you come down from it afterwards. So you go. With the family or whatever, close friends, because you. I mean, you, it's the biggest sporting event in the world on that day, isn't it? Mm-hmm. I mean, some people might say there's something I can't think of anything like in it. In terms of football, yeah. And you've sure. gone to war, 
the two tribes used to always play the music in two tribes, you know, the old... And the, the, the atmosphere is, is just amazing, Paul. Amazing. And I go back to it if I'm playing at Ibrooks. We've got the three stands and I just thought, that's what I go back to. That's the way it should always be in Celtic had the, the stand there. Yeah. Um, 8,000, I think it was. Yeah. Celtic would have and then the same at Parkhead. Rangers would yeah. have 8,000 there. That, they're, 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 I think that adds mm -hmm. to the atmosphere. Um, and I'll be honest with you, I don't like... I don't like this 51,000 Rangers fans and 700 Celtic. Um, I think if you ask any current player or any ex-Rangers player, they would, I'd probably say, 100% agree with me. Because they will never experience what you experienced. You know, the... the... Things like going over to take a corner and you're just getting absolute <laughs> battered for party post. But that's the things that rile you up and, and make you even want to win even more. Yeah, things like that. Um, but they... That's what it's got to get back to that at some stage. Come on. Do you think it will? I would like to think it would. Mark? I can't see it anytime soon, Paul, no. no. That's Unfo sad, unfortunately. Paul, that's unfortunately, sad, I, I yeah. can't see it anytime soon, no. Do you not think that's sad? Yeah. Um, it is sad. Uh, and it's really unfortunate for the game, for the spectacle. I agree with you, for the, for the fan. And, and, you know, you're, you're doing. 7,500 Celtic fans out of being at Ibrox, you're doing 7,500 Rangers fans mm -hmm. out of being at Parkhead, you're doing the players and management out of that. We better support, yeah, you're still in the minority, but it, it must be, it's a, and that's why I think home advantage is so important now uh, mm -hmm. with that. But it's a hell of a difference if you were going to Parkhead. If you imagine going to Parkhead and not having that big corner, not having mm -hmm. 8,000 there, running out in front of 800, mm -hmm. you know, and likewise, um, you know, for, for the other team at Ibrox, but. When, when it's explained I don't agree with the decision but when it's explained uh, you know and why Rangers started it in, in, in terms of what they were getting for their, their season tickets getting the money in etc etc then you know I understand it but I don't agree with it and the Celtic fans think it was because Celtic were winning so much you know the four yeah, that's, I mean, that's, yeah in a probably and uh, they do feel that's it. what yeah, happened it was, it was Dave King that, that, yeah. that it was Dave King's idea he started it he he triggered it Celtic obviously had to to, to follow suit um, and do it I'd love to think that, that we get back to the way it was in, in Barry's day for decades before that but like I say Paul, I can't see it anytime soon mm -hmm. and Celtic followed they did it first I just think it's a pity I do and I, I just thought of that players just now will never get the experience that atmosphere the old games, games when it's yeah. like that go yeah. back you see them in Sky all the time don't you and it's amazing yeah. it's brilliant I saw it's... stuff today I mean no matter what happens you see the games back I see you on it's so, and... so hard to discuss. Yeah. people ask you what is it like it's so hard to give you an insight because yeah. you're so like, you've got a blink you're so focused mm. inside that, that the tunnel bits the, the bit that is tasty I, I love the, the tunnel just before bit, it just yeah. growling at each other and <laughs> It was uh, it was good. That's the closest I got, Barry, in the tunnel for STV or on the radio and been there. And one yeah, time uh, I was interviewing Tommy Burns and Walter Smith. You could get both managers. And no, one of them said to me, this is on the... Paul, calm down. <laughs> I was like, yes, here it is. It's, you know, judgment day, blah, blah. And honestly, Tommy Burns says, Paul, calm down. We you know, and Walter's laughing because you saw the respect between the, the two. No, not at all. I was absolutely there beforehand. I think somebody that morning in the paper oh, had actually I mean, said, if Rangers don't win, Walter should go or something. I was and I had to interview him but Walter was brilliant and so was Tommy Burns oh. and the fans don't see that but in the tunnel I remember seeing yeah, it's him it's tasty in the tunnel that, yeah. that, that was a bit weird I mean, everybody's you've got the quiet ones you've got the ones that are shouting mm -hmm. just nonsense at times you know what I mean then you've got other ones that are just growling at each other what, what were you yeah. as a skipper were you yeah. just standing for that 60 seconds before you lead them out 
Were you just straight on? Would you would you turn to your left or your right yeah, to, to, to like shake to, them I, captain's another captain's hand? Would you or you just boom focus and then shake hands when the referee calls you up? No, I, I always like to turn around and have a look. Aye. You look I, at the other I, side. I, I, I didn't like the, the kind of straight on right. and the serious kind of just yeah, I mean I was over. serious Aye. but I, I looked yeah. round and I just thought right here's but we're ready now. Mm-hmm. We need mm-hmm. to go. This is time. Um, and you can hear you can, I mean you've been in the yeah. you can hear it coming oh, through the noise yeah. and you see when you take that first yeah. step you're out with the ref right behind them it's just deafening yeah. it's deafening it's like here's in the back of my neck I'm yeah. standing up I need to go and get my boots and shinies yeah. out here <laughs> you have and any chat with the referee beforehand so when's the penalty I was going to say something there I'll go on no sorry uh, no, listen, listen, I was lucky enough to play in a time where there could be some meaty challenges yeah. where they let a few tackles go. And I always see as long as it wasn't over the top, I, I was all for that. And, and back in the day, you've got like, say, Hugh Dallas, yeah. um, Stuart Dougal, guys like that. Um, they, they let a few challenges, but yeah. then they would want to, listen, next one, yeah. you're getting you're getting booked here. So you knew the score then? You know, yeah, so you yeah. could. Good always, communication. It was always that one. Listen, let your teammate know he's, or no, sorry, no, your opposition. Your opposition, boom. Know that yeah. he's um, he's in a game here, so run, run your studs slightly <laughs> down his calf or something. Yeah. But the trouble is now with VAR and then the uh, VAR assistance. But it was the first. Oh, it was yeah. like that. It was like yeah. who's got the first yeah. one? Know what I mean, uh-huh. get that wee needily, uh-huh. um, dig in, uh, yeah. and then that would set you off. So who give us one of the games? Can you remember being done yourself? Somebody got you, Neil Lennon, whatever, and you got them first, or? We insight. Yeah, but you listen, remember? it happened quite a, a bit. It was one of the ones with me and Lenny. I had yeah. to, who was first to, to nibble. <laughs> that, that, that's yeah. what it was like. Um, and, and sometimes it was hard to get that first nibble, but always, no matter what game you're in, but certainly the old firm game, it was all about getting your first touch or winning your first tackle. Or if the, he receives the ball, you're getting close to him and you're, you're leaving a, a wee bit on him. Um, that, that's what it was all about. Barry Ferguson, Mark Weedy talking about the old firm or the Glasgow Derby. I don't care about what you want to call it. It's, uh, it's probably Listen, the greatest it is, in the world. It's the, yeah. the best game about. That's what it is. You can't beat the atmosphere. And this is the biggest game of the season. It is. I mean, Rangers have to win and Celtic would love to win it, wouldn't they? They're not going to go just for... Because I think thin margins, slim margins count. So, you know, sometimes you think, well, how come whatever team can be so good and then they're not... They have to really want to win. Rangers need to believe... They've got to know they're coming up against a very good team who are firing since they've come back. But they've got to believe themselves. Can't just be the manager saying to them individually, they've got to make sure they can they can compete and and they should compete with Celtic. Uh, but what you're coming up against as a a team, if you give them an inch, you could be in trouble. You must miss it, but you won't miss the tickets. Have you got our tickets for the game for Monday? No, do you know what I always used to do? I used to get that out the way a couple of days before. Did you? Yeah. I, I, I did they like this right. day of the game. Right, the envelopes and all that. Aye, and going out of the, the, the front reception and, sure. and putting all... I always got the tickets and gave everybody the tickets. How many? A couple of... Well, that'd be good for me to say. <laughs> uh, Indeed, a, yeah. a few. A few. <laughs> a few. It's great. Great fun, isn't it? It's amazing. There's no yeah, game like it. I, I, I just I, to... Yeah. Get my mind on it a couple of 48 hours. I had to really zone in. But you're so organised as well. You know, we've got to know Barry. You've known Barry for years. Yeah. Um, but you're organised. Yeah. 
It's Good phenomenal. Ah, it's, it's we'll take a quick brilliant. break and then we'll talk about Stennis Muir Reserve <laughs> versus the other big games. There's nothing like it, Rangers Celtic. And remember, we've got Hartson and Ferguson here. It's going to be great in the studio. And John said he'll bring in some, some for us to eat, Barry. I'll tell you what it's going to be next. <laughs> the Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com Your local friendly experts for new and used cars. Let's go! Go Radio Football Show Mario in the post office in Bothell has made the switch he's tuned in Mark every night well he told me he was listening last night so that's pretty good news yeah well to be fair Paul it is the, it is the best show it's the best show in town and people should be listening 0808 08, 17 17 700 the only place you can speak to Mark Weedy and Barry Ferguson a lot of people coming on they enjoyed that hearing the insight before the game mm. you know you and Lenny and all the rest and because there's a great respect between the players but at the time this is a battle that you oh, have to win. Listen, yeah. when you, you cross that white line and um, it's one of the ones where you're going up to to do the toss of the coin as well. It's like, you know you want to shake hands with each other. <laughs> They're uh, quite petty, you two, a wee bit. Or, yeah, uh, but not, listen, there yeah. Was mass, I, I, yeah. listen, there was massive respect. Sure. Not just mm. uh, with Neil Lennon, but with, with all the Celtic players because I was always respectful of, of very good players, Paul. And, and I think if you're no respectful... And, and that's not just Celtic, that's the same as when I come up against St Johnson or Mullow or Hearts. I was always respectful of the players because um, I think if you're no, you, you can get slapped down a, mm. a level or, or two. Um, and I, I just that was the way that I believe was the right way to go about my business. If I thought I was, I was respecting a player, that would bring the best out in me. 0808 17 17 700 or join the conversation on the socials at Go Football Show. Let's hear from the managers. Michael Beale was on media duty today. We've got a bit more from him. He's saying, well, it's the result that matters for Rangers, isn't it? The performance, it? whatever it takes to get it, uh, as long as the result is the same, I'll be happy. You won't see me unhappy on Monday evening if we won and not perform well. I still will stick to the comment that I need to see where this group's at and how far they've got to go. This is the sternest test. They are the champions coming here. A year, a year ago, you'd be sat here interviewing a Rangers manager that was in front. So a lot's changed in 12 months and it's important we start moving back to changing it in our favour again. Fair play to them. Their form in the last year has been excellent. I think Ange has done a very good job. I think we have a, a mutual acquaintance who come to visit me many years ago when I was at Liverpool, maybe eight years ago. So I've been aware of Ange for a number of years. I think some of you guys weren't aware of him and his history. And he's certainly, he's certainly shown that he's very good at his job and, uh, and he's got everyone's respect for that. Ooh, a wee bit of insight there that he knew of Ange. Yeah, and he's obviously um, passed across to eight years ago, mutually acquainted. Yeah, very complimentary there of, of, of Ange Postacoglu. Yeah, and rightly so, you know, yeah. Ange Postacoglu is where Michael Beale wants to be um, by the end of the season. You know, listen, I know he's got a hell of a job. It's a tough one to overturn a nine-point deficit, but he's got a chance to eat, eat into it um, on Monday afternoon and to reduce that to six. Um, and, he, and he wants to go and um, do that. And it'll be interesting to see what kind of team... Michael Beale picks, you know, in terms of, you know, marrying the, the, the talent with the mentality that you've got. Again, that, that phrase is just, it's just sticking with me. I know he's not got a lot of it because of injuries. He's, he's kind of limited in what he can do. But I think there's two or three decisions that, you know, maybe for, for players getting into that starting uh, 11 for Rangers. But when Barry's talking about ready to go to war, and it, it just brought back to me, I think I've mentioned it before, it was Gordon Strachan. When he was talking about um, old firm games, mm -hmm. he said, I picked a team for an old firm game 
my life depended on it. It's a team to save my life. That's the way I would say then probably weeks in advance he would have his team picked um, because yeah. he knew that the mentality of certain players for that game. And it might be they were getting into the game, there was maybe a guy that was in form, but Gordon had already picked the really? picked the team. Yeah. yeah, and I always remember that. And it just it ties in with what Barry's saying, ready to go to war, picking a team to save it. And for that, I think and maybe the modern day manager a wee bit a wee bit different. I, I get that with the more coaches now, etc. But for me, an old firm game, it's like first and foremost, I'd have the that mentality, that desire, that will to win. Um, maybe just ahead of ability. Maybe that's daft to say that, but but no, do you know I, what I mean? In certain areas of the yeah, team, yeah, you know? I totally understand. Um, you just mentioned there, that was Gordon Strachan's way of thinking that you you put a team out that your life depends on it. And um, listening to Michael Beale, he knows it's been a good four games in terms of points, performances can. Um, get better but he knows how important this is this, this three points he's, he's not caring about how they play so that's why I think he will make a subtle change in the middle of the park to make sure you can combat for me Celtic's strongest area of the pitch because the three players that I mentioned McGregor mm-hmm. O'Reilly Moy and you can put Hattati into that because he's played there the vast majority of the season they're they're the ones that run the games for Celtic I know they're a guy set up assists or score goals but they're the three that make Celtic really tick in my mind and that's where Rangers need to be as strong as possible as physical as possible as energetic as possible to make sure that they can stop Celtic Here's Anne speaking about his options for the game against Rangers No, no, the headache is if you've got no options um, you know in, in, in sort of management and it never works out that way you always think there's there's so many options but you know, as I said before today we had you know obviously Haksabanovic <coughs> Jota Tony Ralston, um, Dave Turnbull, all out for different reasons, and you know you still have to juggle things. So yeah, it'll be pleasing. I mean, Alistair Johnson is available, Kobayashi's available, which is great. Jura's back in the building, so yeah, um, yeah, we're looking good. Mark, if Celtic do win, um, twelve points clear, then it looks as though that's the title. Of course, you've got to play every other team. Yeah, there's more sure. play Rangers than other way. We all get yeah. that, okay? And then there's the cups. My question to you is, where do you think Ange Postecoglou? will be in the pantheon of great Celtic managers. I think it's a bit like saying, who's the best Celtic player of the current era, you know, the last 20 years? Mm-hmm. Everyone says Larson, agreed. Mm-hmm. So for Celtic, Jockstein, can anyone ever emulate Jock? Probably not, no. because the first British team to win the European Cup. So where will he come, though? What do you think in the Martin and Neil, Brendan Rodgers, Billy McNeil, hey, I, Tommy Bunch much loved, of course, yeah, but, you know... He's the certainly heading in the right, the right yeah. direction. Um, as you say, no, nobody will ever beat Jockstein. The greats, yeah. you know, you can't ever see Celtic winning the, the, the Champions League, so that's never going to be, you know, the first British team to do it, etc, etc. So Jockstein, I think, will always stand alone uh, yeah. as a Celtic man. You then, you then get a bracket. Uh, and I know Celtic fans don't like me because of the way he left, but I always go, go, go back to... I look at what Martin O'Neill... Um, inherited at Celtic and how he turned that round ever so quickly that was sensational what Martin O'Neill achieved for Celtic I look at what Brendan Rodgers inherited um, at Celtic after Ronnie Dyler yes they were the champions but they weren't in a good place uh, you know, the stadium was, was half full they were playing in front of 25-30,000 sometimes but you look at what he, he, he revitalised Scott Brown he got James Forrest going again like, you know Kieran Tierney etc etc so you, you look at all that Brendan Rodgers was absolutely sensational for Celtic. It was sensational for them. Um, and you look at what Ange inherited as a Celtic manager, and, and tell me, he basically had to find a new team. 
Um, you know, off the part things weren't great as well. That the, the, yeah. they hadn't completed the ten in a row. So you look at all that, then um, Ange Postecoglou, um, he's got what two trophies in the bank, um, the league and the the League Cup. Um, you can see him depending on how long he stays. But if if he's here for for three seasons, say Paul, um, yeah, I can see him having five, six, seven trophies at the end of his his three seasons. Yeah, Barry, the trick for Celtic will be holding on to him. In the next year or two, if Celtic continue in this kind of form, this kind of way of playing and winning trophies, that's always going to be the yeah. case. Whether it's a player or a manager who's who's um, doing really well, um, I'm afraid that it's going to happen at some stage. Um, the bigger leagues come calling, that's where the the money is. But my perception is when I'm watching him doing interviews, he looks if he's he's happy where he is, um, no doubt about it. And I still think. He believes he's got a bit of building um, still to do with the with the Celtic team, and that's been proven. With what is that? Three new signings coming in already, mm. and I, I suspect there'll be another one or two. No doubt about that. January could well be huge, and for Michael Beale, you know, we said I like what he says, Paul. Yeah. Can I just because yeah, it's yeah, in my mind, Michael Beale. Yeah. He says it'll be an interesting to see when he's standing at the touchline because this is Rangers' biggest test in his short period of time. He's had a couple of testers in terms of going to a, a difficult place in Aberdeen. Hibs at home being down, but this is a big test where he'll be standing in that touchline and thinking to himself, right, what players go forward with me? Mm-hmm. Yep. Go and show me that you want to go forward with me. So, it's no Michael Beale that's got something to prove. He maybe has way he's set up, maybe, but these Rangers players need to go and show that they want to be part of the Rangers going forward. And if if Rangers do well, if they win, then you know the title race goes on. If there are any neutrals, then that that that's something to look forward to. I wonder about the Rangers directors watching. Clearly, they're looking, hoping to win. If they do lose, and the Rangers fans, if they lose by a margin, it was four nil the last time. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know that this is at Ibrox. Could be a huge day for them as well because if Celtic yeah, do I, turn I think Rangers win or over, lose, Paul, yeah. I still sure. think there is rebuilding needed done at Rangers. But if they're turned over big time at Ibrox, then January is going to have to be. I don't know what's happened. You know, we don't know. I don't think it will be a, an influx of a lot of players. I I, I can't see it. Mm. Get the For, players fit again. The listen ones to that, what yeah. Michael Beale says over the past couple of weeks. He's not going to bring players in just for the sake of yeah. Because Celtic have made some signings, and I believe they're really good signings that they've brought in. I don't think it's going to be a tit for tat thing. He's only going to bring players in that are going to strengthen the starting eleven. Mark, yeah, I mean, because he's made that very clear, Paul. You know, he's made it clear a couple of times. Don't you? I want players to come in, and that's what he needs to do. That you know, they've got enough squad players if you want to call them that. But he has to find a way of improving his, his starting eleven. Now, the likes of Tom Lawns coming back, you think would 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 improve that because he's he's shown in his short short time at the club that he's a real uh, proper um, player. Is he back soon, Mark? Wait. He's, he's, he's not far away I think mid-January I think mid-January for Lawrence towards the end of January for Suter I think he's early so they've got to go in for now Barry's absolutely right and I don't think there's no point in just bringing in somebody for, for the sake of it You know, there's no point in wasting a wage or wasting a transfer fee mm-hmm. so, you know we can't get the guys that I want in January for whatever reason uh, you may as well hold off to the, to, to the summer but uh, that's why they need to I think you know get a couple of proper players couple of proper players added to the ones who are going to come back naturally into the building from injury then you know because 
at half past two on Monday, Rangers could be right back in this title race. At the moment, I don't think any of us give, us, give them a chance of winning because of where it is just now, nine points. But all you want to do is you, you need to try and take control of a situation so Rangers can take control of a situation on Monday. This is Michael Beale's first chance to take control of trying to do something to eat into Celtic's uh, gap. The rest of the time is relying on favours from other clubs. There doesn't appear to be many favours on the horizon in terms of how Celtic are playing. But this is his chance to win a game, to reduce it to six and put a bit of pressure on Celtic. Make Celtic think, oh aye, right, hold on. Next four months are going to be interesting. This is their chance to to go and do it. But it's a big, like I said, Paul, it's a big, big ask because Celtic are doing really, really well just now. Here's an interesting take from Michael Beale. He goes into it undefeated, four games, four wins. Ash Postacoglu comes to Govan with uh, 12 games, 12 wins. Here's Michael Beale. It's hugely important that you, listen, let's be honest, we don't have the rhythm that Celtic have right now. We don't. That's a fact. It's, uh, it's not an excuse. We have had the two centre backs back for two games and maybe 30 minutes against Aberdeen, and since then we've looked a lot stronger. Do we look watertight? No, uh, I don't think we ever will because we like our two full-backs to play on the last line, which opens the pitch up. There's a reason why we can score three goals. Sometimes you have to give up a chance to do that. Uh, I think at this moment in time, all the rhythm, all the form, all of the continuity, all the consistency is in the other camp. That's fine. Two teams play the game and I'm looking forward to it. Barry, your thoughts on the manager's comments about Celtic in the game? He's realistic. Yeah, no, you took the word out of my mouth there. Um, cheers, Paul. Um, Barry, what do you think? How was that? <laughs> but he, he speaks honestly. And that's all, all you want. Like, he's bang on about Celtic. They're the team that's got everything going for him just now. I knew he's a new manager that's come in. He's only been in the building, what, four weeks? Um, it's, it's going to take time. Um, so, listen, it's a big test for Rangers. It's one that... As I say, as I'm looking forward to him, I'm also nervous, but it'll, it'll be a good tester to see where Rangers are at this moment in time. Who could be the standout players? I mean, we've been talking about the same play. We keep saying about Ryan Kent. Can he open up the Celtic defence? Well, well when, I, when I gave you my team with the three in the midfield, I, I think that the ones that can really do something in the final third, and I go back to you with Michael Beale's presser. Yeah at the start of the programme, he says he wants people in the final third trying that pass, dribbling past players. And for me, the two players that spring to mind um, in my lineups, Tillman and, and Kent, give them you know, a free reign. Without the ball, they'll need to go and do their job and sell to have the ball. But with uh, with the ball, they're the two, certainly in the final third, that can it could cause Rangers problems. Here's the manager speaking about that very topic. So in the back on the middle third, it's concerned me. In the final third, I want them to risk the ball and try things. I want Malik to go on his little dribbles. I want Ryan to be as expressive as ever. It's just in that middle to back third. Maybe it's a focus thing. I just felt at times the other night that uh, there was too many passing errors. I think when I look back, I think the team had sound like 87% passing accuracy, but it didn't feel like that. It didn't feel like that at all. I thought... Every player maybe had one or two unopposed passing errors and that does enable us to get rhythm. I've looked back at the goals in that game. The first goal come off of 12 passes. The second goal come off of 19. The goal at Ross County come off of 12. So there's an element of having control and then changing speed. James and Borna get really high. I've had success with that in the past. You see with the goal the other night where Borna is, it's important that we allow Borna to be born of Barisic. So in doing that, we have to know what the weaknesses are. 
And I think that's the area that the grey area that we've got to improve on. Yeah, I like that wee phrase very early in that one where he says, um, you know, take risks. I want Malik to take risks. I want Ryan to take risks. So what he's said, he's given them a, a license not to be scared to lose the ball, not to be scared if something doesn't come off. And we love that. I don't think there's enough of it in the modern day. It's like entertaining. Go and take a full back on. Go and cut inside. Go to the centre half. Go and do it. And that's what you, that's what Ange Postecoglou says to his players. And that's what the, I think the engine room, obviously the three v three. If that's with you know if they line up the way you think we're going to line up, then it's, it's going to be so important of getting a grip on the ball. But you look at Celtic. Once they get a grip with that ball, it tends to go wide. Whether it's Jota, Bada, Maeda, however it's going to be, um, and because of the way that. Michael Beale wants Rangers to play the way that he will demand that they play on Monday as Tavernier and Barisic both bombing forward at the same time both bombing up and down the wings so that the wide areas are going to be fascinating in terms of the two Celtic wingers against the two Rangers fullbacks. that's going to be so important down the down the, the wide areas as well because you look at where Celtic score a lot of their goals from from crosses into the box just even driven ones you look at Rangers the other night Barry mentioned at the top of the show a brilliant delivery from Barisic on a plate for, for Morelos, seven, six, seven yards out. Perfect. Wide areas are going to you know, be really crucial on Monday as well. It's going to be some game, Barry, isn't it? We're going to talk about that, get your predictions, and also the, the forfeit result. We want to talk about that next. <laughs> <laughs> the Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com, your local friendly experts for new and used cars. Let's go! Looking forward to, we're here on Monday, 12 o'clock, high noon, John Hartson and Barry Ferguson will Ready be with to us go to here. War in it's going to be amazing. <laughs> what, what are you bringing in? John said he would bring in some cakes, Barry. Um, we don't well, need much, I do we? I would actually like to get a cake. The last time he was in here, he brought 10 Krispy Kremes in. And I ate them. No, you had oh, one. <laughs> I, I never even had one. I was like, right, I'm going to wait after the game. The big man, bang, <laughs> away, Andres. <laughs> He, he offered them under his duke oof, right out the studio <laughs> there's going to be a bit of needle between those two Mark which oh, is you're brilliant isn't it nah, Ferguson Hartson yeah. in for a treat on, uh, on uh, Monday afternoon yeah. and I've, I was listening to the show the other night as well and I loved the wee uh, thought you were asking all the, the, the callers and uh, Barry and uh, Grant about the steak pie yeah I was oh, going to ask you can we yeah. <laughs> I know it's a football show, but right. can we speak about steak pie? Okay. Right? Oh, I'm yeah. glad because do you know what? It was in my mind yep. at the break. You're right. He's he's looking at me if I've got horns coming out my head, right? But we've always done steak pie and hogmanay. I heard you saying yeah. that. Yeah, heard you saying that. I've, I've always done it. Mm. Um, well, we can't eight o'clock number. Eight o'clock. That's great. Right. Yeah, yep. no, I know. Yep. Yeah. yeah, but you were you were desperate to dig me out about it, weren't you? I wasn't actually. I was just I was starving, and I thought <laughs> I fancy a bit of the steak pie. Mark, what about you then? So what? Oh, what's we, the, we, the yeah. New Year's Day always a kind of yes four o'clock oh. four o'clockish in New Year's Day the, the, the steak, steak pie. pie. Yeah, you, you can't beat it. Can you? Ham hock yep. soup, Great. and then mm-hmm. steak pie. We keep waiting for the invitation. Oh. It's not going to happen, though, is it? No, not if I continue like this. And Barry, <laughs> is it is it just about ready? Because Margaret's it's just it's, is it the day before? Yeah. I always oh, like yeah. my soup and my my stew are mincing. To, I always like it the second day. Yeah. It's always better. The, 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 yeah. the most important thing about the steak pie is the is the crust is the top oh, of it. it. Needs to be, you know, it needs to be bang on. Aye, it needs to be a wee bit well fired. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I, I, I agree. Like that. Totally. Oh, I like it. Yeah, I Everyone, like that. At this point, we say, take care, don't drink too much, but eat as much as you. Like, that'll be great, won't it? Looking forward to it. And then Monday, 12 o'clock, we're on. 12.30 kickoff. 
Rangers against we, we must Celtic. Be the only yeah. people eat it in Hogmanay. I know. <laughs> no, no, you're not. No, I told you. Jackie Bird was on, and she has it in Hogmanay as well. Oh, there Mind you go. You, yeah, well, not, she's a not in the not in the years that she was. Uh, it's not been the same at New Year without her though on the telly, is it? It's just no, not the same. Nah, no, but anyway, not. yeah, we'll do a third hour talking about all these. And what, right, what about the other games? Then I want to go through them because there's a lot to talk about. We've got a bit more from the managers as well. So on Monday, what about the derby in Edinburgh? Barry, we'll start. Who do you fancy? Hearts, Hearts, Hearts pretty convincingly. Yeah. Mark? Yeah, Hearts, uh, for me, watched them the other night against St. Johnston. They were, they were very impressive. Um, and uh, just to wish Craig Gordon a speedy recovery um, as well, Paul. So, and again, you know, credit to, to Robbie Nielsen, the club and his staff, you know, because they saw the importance of having a, a solid number two. And that's the, the beauty of having Xander Clark who's ready to step in. But uh, for Craig Gordon, um, I hope he's back soon and I just wonder where it leaves Scotland now and it mm. wouldn't surprise me if Steve Clark asked uh, David Marshall to come out of retirement just to do him a, do him a turn. Do you know, I wondered that the other evening. We haven't actually yeah. mentioned he'd it. Barry, great, could you see that? He did a great save. Yeah. Um, who he, was it he, from? He did. I think Yakimakis played it across and it was O'Reilly. Mm-hmm. Yep. That was a, yeah, a great save down right at his feet and that's the hardest, mm. hardest bit for a goalkeeper. Um, yeah, but I wouldn't be surprised. That's a, that's a great show. Yeah. yeah, and he had the double the penalty save the week before. Yeah. You have yeah. got Xander Clark, who yeah. has not played enough football. You've got Liam Kelly, um, not enough experience, but still a good goalkeeper. I think that position is key in a team, and that's a good shout for Mark Goodyear. What's your scoreline in the old Ricky Derby? Uh, 2-1 yep. Hearts 2-1 Hearts so Lee Johnson got a good win the other week but that 4-0 to Celtic it's... are you worried about Hibs do you think or the um, manager not yet no no okay. I, yeah. I, I'm not worried but I just think Hearts are, I've got better players I, I'm just being honest Paul I, yep. I think Hearts will win the game as number one for Glasgow in the West let's look at one of the West of Scotland derbies Kilmarnock against St Mirren Mark as a huge result the other night for Kelly. Yeah, it was. You know, get, getting the point at, at Fir Park, beating um, Aberdeen by all accounts. They, they won the game comfortably, 2-0. You know, good result for for, for Derek. Um, I'm going to go for home advantage there. Kilmarnock, 1-0. Right, OK. Barry, what do you reckon? Yeah, I'm going to go Kilmarnock home win. St Mern's away form. I know they get a point against Livingston, but if you look at St Mern, brilliant home form, away forms... Um, a bit up and down I'm going to go Kilmarnock to win the game 2-1 and that would put Kilmarnock on 22 points at the bottom Ross County obviously they're there after uh, losing the other night great win for Dundee United you've got Ross County on 15 points Dundee United on 16 Munnerwell on 18 as the guy said earlier on you start to worry Kilmarnock on 19 Hebs on 23 Levy on 24 along with St Johnson St Mirren on 25 along with Aberdeen and then you've got Hearts three points better on 28 Rangers on 45 Celtic on 54 with goal difference of plus 46 and Rangers 26 Right, let's continue the derbies What about Livingston against Motherwell? Barry, what do you think? I'm going to go uh, one each draw as we mentioned earlier, Mark. Yeah, I'm yep. saying one one yep. Livingston. Yep. Change we think the draw. St Johnson, Dundee United. Barry, what do you think there? Uh, uh, do you know what the the Dundee United? I did fancy Ross County for some reason, but mm. listen, Dundee United um, booted it back yeah. in my face. Yeah. Good result, three 0 um, 
I'm going to go a draw in this one as well. A draw. Charlie McGrew did well, didn't he? Back yep. in, got yeah. the goal. Yeah, 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 I mean, I'll still stick to it. I think they will still be down there. But the squad they've got, they should be further up. Yep. Like, there's no doubt in my mind about it because um, they've got some some real good players at, at Dundee United. But I'm going to go St. Johnson 2, Dundee United 2. Okay. I think, you know, I think yep. the United are are down there because I'll go back to it it's, um, I don't think they replaced Seagrass properly no, the goalkeepers that they brought in the greatest respect have, have not been up to the standard and, and they've lost a lot of uh, sloppy goals um, but I think they're good you know Fletch looks good Middleton's a good player You know, they've got, they've got Levitt they've got a really good mm. really good squad uh, Dundee United and you look at Ross County small margins you know look at the first goal they conceded they've got the guys through one on one doesn't they score so you know, Malky will be pulling his hair out a wee bit um, but I think St Johnson played well the other night despite the fact that they lost. I'm going to go St Johnson to win 2-1. 2-1 St Johnson. And Aberdeen, Ross County. Mark, what do you think for Jim Goodwin? It's been a horrendous yeah. unfair, uh, December. Mm-hmm. He must want to you know, move into January. Yeah. A win. Needs to win in front of his home supporters. It's a home game. Need to go and beat Ross County. Ross County are bottom of the league. Um, but it wouldn't surprise me if that was... No, I'm going to go Aberdeen 2-1. 2-1 Aberdeen yeah. Barry what do you think I did say off here that don't be surprised about if Ross County mm-hmm. get a win but I think it'll be a draw I think it's going to be I, I think there's going to be three draws and that's the third one wow. Aberdeen won Ross County won doesn't happen too often and can I go into the biggest game in the championship Queen's Park chasing the title Partick Thistle not too far away mm. Mark what do you think yeah I mean Queen's Park have been very steady all season Ian McCall come out with that bad patch they've started yeah. to get a couple of wins again Thistle climbing up the the table, uh, I think that's one for the supporters. Good entertaining game, mm. very open. 2 2, I'm going for that one, Pop. Going for the Desmond, the 2 yeah. 2. Barry, what do you think? The other Glasgow derby? I, I'm going to go. Is it Stenny's ground? Arsenal Turf. Queen's Park are used to it. Queen's Park 2, Partick Thistle 1. Okay, we'll find out. All those games are three o'clock. There's only one other game. We'll come to it in a second or two. What about tonight? What do you think? Uh, Brendan Rodgers back at Liverpool with his Leicester side. Yeah, I mean, bad result for them. Um, Albeit Newcastle are absolute flying high uh, just now, second in the league. Um, I think that could be a a doing tonight. I think Liverpool take three or four off Leicester. And do you think Newcastle could be Champions League already for next season? Yeah. Yep. What what, what a job. What, What a calendar year. Eddie Howe said what, what a change what a change in, in some of the the players the way they play their confidence is obviously sky high um, yeah I, I think they'll they'll not win the league but they'll definitely be in the top four and Mark it's good to see Kieran Tierney back in for Arsenal yeah, the other night yeah, yeah I know we're going the, the off on that but. winning team against, uh, against West Ham and uh, do you know what I think Arsenal are going to going to take a bit of beating Paul yep. you know, I think they're, they're, they're there for the long haul for sure they're going to be right right into the death can they beat Man City overall Honestly, I, I wouldn't you wouldn't be surprised out. no I wouldn't really. what about tonight Liverpool against Leicester uh, yeah I think Liverpool have turned a corner um, good one at Villa um, last week I'm going to go Liverpool to win 2-0 another headline today Keanu Bacchus who did well at the World Cup he's mm. being monitored closely by Middlesbrough mm, Middlesbrough yeah. Rangers few clubs we can link with them now, uh, Big Oz always speaks very highly of him. He used to be a talent. A couple of players at St Mirren. So St Mirren, you know, um, obviously know what he lose. They're, they're better players. But, you know, finances, it looks as though they could get some some uh, some chunky transfer fees in. So as we head to the big game on Monday, I'm just seeing Malik Tillman saying, if we, Rangers, reach our level, we're one of the best teams in the league or maybe even the best team. 
So Barry, we'll find out on Monday. Let's hear finally from both managers. Um, I think this is the key thing from Michael Beale we heard uh, earlier. It says Rangers have got to win. We're at the halfway stage, so I don't know what Celtic's results are going to be in the next 19 games, but you would say how it's been up to now has been fantastic in any season, in any league, but certainly here in Scotland. If a team win 18 out of 19, you'd have to say they've had outstanding form. That is the fact. Ours has not been as strong, hence me being here. But since I've been here, it's been, it's been pretty good. Uh, what, what I don't want to do is hold back where we need to get to. I think we'll have feedback. It's the sternest test we can have. After the game, I'll know exactly the job that I have to get Rangers back on top. Let's hear a bit from Ange Postacoglu before the guys. Um, yeah, he was so pleased. Celtic had a tough tie in Edinburgh, but they came out 4-0 victors. Yeah, no, brilliant. Um, credit to the lads. Yeah, we knew that um, Hibs would have something about them today, and especially at the start, they'd come at us, and to, to their credit, they did. And you know, Their crowd was up for it, so you know, just, just brilliant to see that you know, in those circumstances, we just uh, stay strong and play our football. And um, as I said before, it's not an easy place to come to irrespective of the opposition's sort of form, but they were in good form. And uh, for us to win so convincingly is, uh, as I said, credit to the boys. Barry, you were saying earlier before the programme, let's hope it's not governed by VAR too much, that we're talking about VAR after no, the game. No, that, that's my worry. Um, I hope Wally Collum has a quiet VAR afternoon and John Beaton has a good game. Because uh, the last thing you want is some bad decisions are, are <clears throat> getting took over with, with VAR, so... Hopefully it's not going to be the case. First old firm, first, yep. first old yep. firm game yep. with VAR. It will be an interesting 90 minutes or 100 minutes as it's probably um, sure. going to be. Yeah, you, you just hope that you're not talking about the officials. And I do hope, because genuinely mean it, that, that they have a good game. Mm -hmm. That they get all the big decisions right. Well, and hopefully they don't have to go to VAR too often. But, you know, um, I like the thing that Howard Webb said uh, down the road. He's just taken over the, the, the referees um, down there. And he was talking about VAR. And he said, I only want to see VAR in our game when it's absolutely necessary. We're not, we're not stopping for every wee thing. Only if it's something really blatant that I want VAR to be used. And I, th I think that's a great approach to it. I hope they listen to that in Scotland. Yep. We'd hope. Right, guys. Talking's over. Just about. Mark, what do you think is going to happen? 12 noon for the 12.30 kickoff on Monday. Uh, I think it's going to be a cracking game. Uh, I think yourselves in the studio here and all the listeners are, are in for an absolute belter. Um, I think Celtic start as favourites. And I can see it being go on two one Celtic two one Celtic Barry, what do you reckon? Well, Paul, I've got two results in my head. Yep. One I like, and one I really dislike. So I'll, I'll give you the one I like. <laughs> right. I'm Rangers here. two one because Rangers have to win. They have to win. Rangers two one. You reckon? Yeah, yeah. I will not give you the one I dislike. Okay, well, go on. Oh, give us a, <laughs> is it between one and five? <laughs> <laughs> Thanks so much. Um, enjoy. And listen, a happy new year because yeah. when I see you, it will yeah. be the new year. Mark, we'll see you. You're back on Tuesday. Tuesday I think. I think. Back on Tuesday. Yeah. Looking forward to it, Paul. What are yeah. we going to be talking about? Is it six <laughs> points? Is it nine? Is it 12? Hopefully, it's it not me having steak pie and hog money. <laughs> 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 We're just jealous. Thanks oh. so much, James. Have a great new year, everybody. Take it easy. Look after yourself. And uh, listen, it's a beautiful game, as Pelly called it, and people spoke about him. And he was some player. Uh, there'll be. I've read about a minute's applause before the game on Monday. Wherever you are, get out to the matches, enjoy them. Uh, Go Dance is coming up next. Thanks, Mark. Thanks, Barry. Thanks, everyone, for calling in. Yes, Paul. Cheers. We're back. Remember, John Hartson, Barry Ferguson, and myself, Paul Cooney, for the big one. We'll be watching it on Sky with Crocker 
Ali McCoyst and Andy Walker. But we'll be bringing you blow by blow here from the new Gorbals. That's it. Go Dancers next. The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com representing some of the biggest motoring manufacturers across Scotland. Let's go! There's a new name for Toyota in Lanarkshire. From one of the UK's biggest names in motor retail. Macklin Motors Toyota is now open in Hamilton. We're bringing you everything Toyota backed by first class service. So come and view the stunning new Toyota range, all with up to 10 years warranty. Including the Igo Cross and the new Yaris Cross compact SUV. See our great choice of approved used Toyotas. Our formidable range of commercial vehicles, including the Hilux. Get expert servicing from our manufacturer trained technicians. And specialist advice from our Motability team. Macklin Motors Toyota is open now at Whistlebury Road, Hamilton. 